small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And joining us tonight, actually two people are sitting around the table. I'll introduce our our guest co-host first. He's been here before. This is his third time here. He spent most of this year colluding in Russia. This is uh, Alexi Lawless. How you doing, Alexi? Gentlemen, and soon to be ladies here when yes, you introduce and, her. And the concert wife has also stopped yep. by because... Uh, She's kind of an Alexi Lawless stalker. So this is uh, Suzanne. It's uh, mutual stalking. Suzanne Dillingham. Hello. Talk right in there. Hello. <laughs> no, Suzanne actually just uh, happened to be down here, and I said, "Oh, we're recording with Alexi." And she's like, uh, "Can I come over and sit in on that?" And I said, "Yeah, we're doing a Brian Adams episode." And she goes, "Well, I do like Alexi." <laughs> <laughs> there could be a lot of that. Tonight, yeah. I, I, I fear or. Not so much fear. I I, uh, I love that shirt. You do? It's a nice yeah. shirt. I will tell you. I don't know who makes it, but at okay. some point I will you'll, not disrobe, but I'll, I'll figure you, it out for you. You you'll tell us what, what the brand is the and where we can get it. Exactly. All right. I thought you were going to say at some point I'll give you all one. It's a little. <laughs> it's a little uh, denim on de- denim type of thing, which is yeah. I like some it circles though. of faux pas, but it's it depends on the shade of your of your jean if that's going to work or not. Right. This is a darker. It's a darker denim. Yeah, darker. Yeah. Well, you'll see. We'll take a picture with Alexi. You'll okay. see it. I didn't um, come here for denim talk. Yeah, that's what people would say. Oh, they talked about Alexi's shirt for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, so you were in Russia, and yes. I was asking you off mic, and then you go, why don't we talk on mic? And I said, that's a good broadcasting technique. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russia for six weeks. Yes, I talk about soccer for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, I have for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And this past summer, for those that don't uh, follow soccer or sports in general, the World Cup, the Men's World Cup, yes. happened in Russia. Uh, I work for Fox Sports. We broadcast it. So for about six weeks, uh, myself and all my colleagues were in Moscow okay. broadcasting day in and day out. It was a, a Groundhog Day type of experience. Best Groundhog <laughs> Day you've ever, ever had. You're a soccer person like I am. And uh, I, had, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Russia. Nope. I have never been to Russia. Yeah. And this was my first time. So for me, it was incredible to do this compare and contrast with growing up in the 70s and 80s and the, you know, the whole war games and Red right. Dawn type of image that you have of it and to see what lived up and what, what didn't. Uh, I have now been to Russia. I am in no hurry to go back. Uh, <laughs> the people were wonderful. They were on their best behavior. Yeah. But I got this feeling, and uh, given current events, um, this might this, this this might ring true. There was this sense of uh, lawlessness uh, mm-hmm. right under the surface and danger. Alexi, Alexi lawlessness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, right, on, right under the surface. And I got the feeling that as soon as the last plane left with all the World Cup people, yeah. it returned to this wild west type okay. of uh, environment, even right. in, a, in a very cosmopolitan and wonderful uh, area like um, uh, Moscow. But you felt safe in everything when you were there. Yeah, we had security and, and all that kind <laughs> and of so stuff. And so they s- made a point of telling us that they for the World Cup had banned guns in oh, uh, in Moscow, terrific. which was nice of yeah, them, I thought. Nice. Yeah, Putin had it locked down. Now, <laughs> now, when you're, uh, you said that your uh, wife and kids came for a little yes. bit, were they also under uh, security details? Yes. yes, we had people protecting us. Uh, and no, at no time you, you, were you worried about your wife and children? No, not about them. No. Okay, good. You are... Um, I love to watch you. I was at that. I was at a car wash one day, and they had the game. They had the game on. I'm like, yeah, oh, there's Alexi. And you're you're kind of. Is it okay to say you're kind of a divisive personality? Yes. People that, love you. Yes. 
or they or they or they might not. They don't. Well, I mean, <laughs> they I, don't. It's a it, I think because you're outspoken. I, I, that's my job is to yeah. have opinions. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you I do recognize long ago that if I go and try to please everybody, I, I end Can't up pleasing it. nobody. Right. And that that is certainly not my job to please everybody. No, I, I don't want people not to like me right, to right, say right. mean things to no me, one, whether no one it's does. in no person uh, or walking down the street or on Twitter or anything like yeah. that. I don't court that. Right. But there is, I think, a, a certain sense inside of, of and, you know, for, for, for a music person, you'll, you'll get this, um, this, this punk ethos, this spit at me and I'll be on stage right, right, and right. whether you like me or not, they're, they're eliciting a reaction. Yeah. I do get off on that. I will admit to that. Yeah. But, uh, I, and I also recognize that I'm a performer and entertainer in, right. the, in what I do, but in no way does that mean that what I say isn't genuine or truthful or right. honest or authentic. Yeah, you're um, not making it up to no, get a rise no, out of people. That's no, your true no. opinion. But in my business, as in your business, mm-hmm. uh, how you say something is as important as what you say, because right. especially there's a visual aspect and obviously an audio aspect of it. And so the words that you choose to say, you're performing here tonight just like anybody else. And it's okay. It's not mm-hmm. a dirty word to say you're an entertainer or performer. Yeah. Yeah, I can edit my words if I want to after the fact. <laughs> you're live. You're wow, out there. It's going out to everyone. Yeah, uh, and you, your colleagues, you guys all get along. You guys have fun, or is it just you're on you're on air, and then when you're off air, you go your separate ways? Like when you're in Moscow, did you guys hang out and have yeah, a beer? Yeah, yeah, because they're the people that you're working with. Yeah. but you're there six weeks, and yeah, that's a long it's time. It's a long time. It's, it's a, long, a time. long time. It's a long time, and they would get sick of me. I would get sick of them if we did mm-hmm. things constantly every night. And you're and you're tired, and you just want to get to bed and start up. What did you, uh, what did you do to keep yourself sane when, with whatever downtime you might've had? I I had no downtime, worked every single day. And, uh, um, so, so, you know, you, you sleep, you drink, <laughs> you, you establish, you establish a ritual. Yeah. I, you know, cause people ask me all the time cause I've done these so many times. Yeah. So the youngins will come to me and say, what should I do? What should I do? I said, well, the quicker you can establish a ritual, uh, and a routine, mm-hmm. the better off you're going to be and try not to deviate even at times where it might be enticing to deviate from. And it doesn't mean you don't have fun and yeah. you don't do different things, but sticking to that ritual will keep you sane and also keep you healthy because that's the most important right. thing. Because inevitably what happens in one of these big major tournaments is somebody's going to get sick, somebody's going to get sent home, somebody's going to have their heart broken, somebody's going to fall in love, somebody's going to fall out of love, all of these different things. It's this yeah. microcosm of life and in a really intense environment with men and women working day in and day, day yeah. out and stressed and tired and all that kind of stuff. And that makes for some interesting stories. You're talking about, later. you're talking about the whole production team. Yes, this is what whole, happens. So it's not just the talent that yeah. they call it. Like you didn't fall in love with any of your on air talent. No. <laughs> and if I, if I did, that's long over, you know, cause my wife came right at the end. Right. So. Uh, and what did the kids do? What did they do for fun? What did they do? What did they see? Well, so our, our set was, was right, culture. was right in red square. Okay. And right in red square with the Basilica right behind us and the Kremlin right behind us mm-hmm. and everything. So that was obviously very, very cool. As a matter of fact, well now Tom Cruise blew the Kremlin up in, uh, they Mission rebuilt Impossible. it. They did rebuild yeah, they it. They okay, rebuilt good. it. It was like good the death know. star in okay. that we thought it was completely blown <laughs> up. And yet when they really came back, it they looked like it. there was just okay. kind of holes. Cool. You know, so, so they rebuilt it. It looks gorgeous. Uh, repainted it. Um, and so they, they saw that. As a matter of fact, I saw Duff McKagan once while I was walking through Red Square because Guns was, was playing in Moscow while we were doing it. Did you, get I, to, I don't, you didn't get to go, though? I didn't, I didn't oh, get to go. I was working. I, was I working, know. So. Did you say hi to him or did you see no, him? No, I was, I was a little starstruck. I saw Duff when I first moved out here. I was driving uh, down Laurel Canyon and uh, I, passed, I passed him. And I looked and we made eye contact and then he sped up 
And then, I don't know how he did this without wrecking, he rolled his window down and stuck his head like the whole way out the driver's side and looked back. He's going forward, he's looking back at me and he just gave me a nod like, yep, I'm duff. Wow. I know, with but the, I was with like- his, With his long neck. Yeah, but I'm yeah. like, yeah, he does have a very long very skinny long neck. neck. He's very and I'm like, you're gonna wreck. You're tall, gonna crash. skinny guy. He looked like Duff McKagan yeah. walking through He looks great Red now Square. since his, uh, whatever was, some one of his organs was gonna explode and that's when he got I, I remember that, everyone was like, ooh, that's not Cause good. he used to, if you look at some of those old live videos, he's all he's bloated, a he's, a mess. he's a mess. And now he's like a thin, handsome dude. Good for you, Duff. Stay off the juice. That's what we're saying. All right, so here's what we're doing. You and I were originally going to do uh, a John Bon Jovi, a Bon Jovi episode. Right. And we'll still do that down sure, the road. Sure, Because I can't think of anyone else that would do it with me. He merits it, right? I he mean, merits okay. it. He's yeah. in the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah. Fame, and he'll certainly tell you that he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, my friend John Lamoureux, he just did an episode of his uh, podcast called The Hustle, awesome. and he had uh, Keith Scott on. And uh, I listened to that episode because... I wanted to hear some uh, Brian Adams stuff and you listened to it also. Yep. And were we tweeting or were we Facebook posting or whatever? We were both tweeting back and forth. And then I'm like, Oh, I had no idea that oh, I yeah. would find someone to do a Brian Adams love, episode with. I love Brian Adams. And yeah. as you listen to this tonight um, or today, or wherever you are, yeah. um, th that should be kind of a companion piece because a lot of the stuff that, that, that you're talking about mm -hmm. and that we are talking yeah. about, he gets into much more depth and it's just a wonderful podcast. This, this, this yeah, particular one was great. Yeah, it was are, a great one. Even if you don't like Brian Adams, to be quite honest, it was really interesting to hear that perspective. I agree. It's like when I used to, when I used to, uh, when Bob Costas had his, uh, what was his show called? Late, was it Later with Bob mm -hmm. Costas? Yep. Yep. It didn't matter who the guest was. I would always watch and it didn't matter if it was someone that I didn't know of or, or it didn't, you That's know. That's a sweet spot if yeah, you can get to it. Yeah, and um, he would have sports figures on and I'm like, I really don't know who that is, but, and it was, he made it interesting. So well, we're going to try great. to do that here tonight. With well, Brian. we'll try. We'll try. It'll be easy early on and then it'll be a little oh, more yeah. difficult as we But that's the case in. with a lot of these. I yes. mean, we, we yeah. did the, uh, the Def Leppard yeah. one. So. Got so much flack for not uh, sticking up for the song Wasted. <sighs> I got so many emails. People are like, how could you just you back down? It. You completely I go, fold I go, it. I go, I go, I don't know. I agree. It was respectful right. to, the, to the guest. I was which being was respectful. Me, I, the I more came, you're here, I the less respect hot, you're going to get. I came in hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> and you, you're going to die. And you, and you're going to die on the kids. <laughs> the kids want a rock hill, aren't you? That's what's uh, going to happen. <laughs> you, All right. And you made fun of me for so many of my, uh, of, of, uh, excuse me, Suzanne, some of the pussier uh, Def Leppard songs that I liked. Yeah. And so I'm 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 curious as to uh, what you pick as we get deep in here because some of these Brian Adams songs uh, are. Are you uh, anticipating some excuse excuse me some some pussy esque type of picks here? Is <laughs> yes, that what's happening? Here? Po possibly. So, I don't know. All right, we got five minutes in. We got right. pussy going. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did I want to say? Something else? Da, 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 da. Forget what it was. That's good broadcasting. Not knowing what you're going to say. Uh, well, anyway, we, yeah, the, yeah. the tweet came. Yeah, the tweet, uh, we yes. We were going back and forth, and we, we both listened oh, to it. I know what I was going to say. Uh, so, yeah, like Alexi said, even if you're not a Brian Adams fan, listen to, to John's show. And John has a lot of people on that you might not know of, but give it a whirl because th there's, there's a Rupert Hine episode that's great. I mean, there's just some great stuff. He really 
digs deep and, and it, it's really fun. So, okay. So the tweeting's going on. So okay. the tweeting's going on and I, I immediately, it's like catnip to me because it's, it's Brian Adams yeah. and I, I, I love Brian Adams. Uh, I will get that out there right now. Not all Brian Adams, but I love a lot of uh, Brian Adams. And so they were talking about a song that we will discuss later on in, mm -hmm. the, in the show. Okay. And so I, I immediately tweeted back with my favorite version of it, the live version of yeah. it, the acoustic version of it, the uh, three-piece version of it and all that kind of stuff. So uh, there was already a connection there, and immediately I got a text from you saying, "Hey, let's do, uh, let's Brian, do Brian Adams." Adams. This has been—you've been harboring this for a while now. Well, there's what? a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of artists that I like, but I just can't think of any. There's no one in my rotating cast that will do those, and uh, so it's nice when I find someone. What's like, another one that, that you have a tr you would have trouble coming up with, like? Um, well, like I just did a, we just recorded a, a Stevie Nicks episode. I don't know if that'll air before this or after this, but uh, I didn't really know anyone in my core that would like that. Like Suzanne and I are going to do a Rod Stewart episode because we love Rod Stewart. Sure. And I, I want to do it with someone that's really passionate about the artist. I don't want someone to just go, yeah, yeah, I like some Brian Adams songs. I don't want that person. Right. I, I want someone that goes, oh yeah, I know all the stuff. So that was Christine Blackburn. She's a huge Stevie Nicks fan. And, um, and it was great. We had so much fun. So well, what about, I don't know, uh, lover boy. Would you find, would you have a hard time finding somebody that would do lover boy? Yeah. Yes. I'm your man. I, I would have a hard time finding someone at this table that would do. No, I know I love Lover Boy too, and I would definitely do that. All right, I've been promised that that I can get that I can have. Um, uh, uh, oh my God, why am I drawing such a blank? Mike Reno on this show sometime. Really? So that's why I'm. I've been waiting on Lover Boy. What a what a voice. Yeah. And uh, so that's why that's why I'm not going to give you Lover Boy yet. If that's if fine. Mike Reno that's can fine. talk about it, that's because he might know more than us. It's possible. That's possible. <laughs> um. All right, so here we go. Enough with the Canadians. By the way, Brian Adams and Loverboy had the same management back in the day. There you go. So, and, uh, and all right, here we go. And he wrote something for Before us. we start, though, uh, you have a new album out. I do, yes. It's called Sunshine. It is. You sent to, this to Suzanne and I before I it was even released. I did. And I did. you, like, I don't know if you wanted uh, us to critique it or give no, you notes on it. No, I definitely didn't want you to critique it. No, <laughs> but absolutely I not. I think that one of the things I said to you is I would like it if there was one more song yes. and then to put the Christmas song at the end. Yes. That's what happened. It is what happened. Was that because of my email? Or well, did you have that in your there's, head? There's only two or three people that actually listen to my music, uh, <laughs> if, I, if I'm counting my mother. Um, and you, you guys are, you guys are a couple of them. And so <laughs> when I find them, I hold them near and dear and right, I never good. let them go. And, um... Uh, so yeah, so when I, I was putting it together and I know you guys had, had listened to this and different stuff and you've been wonderful in mm -hmm. terms of promoting and all Thank that you. kind of stuff. Um, so I, I, so I sent it to you guys and you did, you did say that. And uh, this, 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 it did, you know, you know how we hear sometimes when artists say, well, just, you know, went back and uh, Janie Lane, I remember said, we need another song. So I wrote Cherry Pie. I did not go back and write Cherry, Cherry Pie, Pie right. or anything like that, <laughs> but I needed another up-tempo song and you were right in that I went back and looked at it. Uh, and it just made me t have another look over it. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, now you said, don't put the uh, Christmas song at the end. Uh, you wanted it in the, in, in the, uh, in the middle. That's what uh, you said, Suzanne? I did. Yeah. I thought it would have been fun. That's a, that Turn song is off. so great. It is so <laughs> it is a great fun song. that it would have fit anywhere on that album. See, I always just feel like if there's a Christmas song on, a, on, a, on an album that's not a Christmas album, you just tack that on it. Yeah, and that's I think you mine. should But see, that, then, I, then I worried that, is it is it good that my three people like mm -hmm. this song? Yeah. Um, 
because it's a people. Christmas song, or is it that good that I actually should have written alternate lyrics and actually had it as a song? So I don't, I don't know. It's no, it's it's good as a song. It's not just good as a Christmas song. It's a good song. And by the way, I do like I do like your music. If I didn't like your music, no. I'd, I'd be like, oh, Chris, I hope he doesn't want to talk about exactly. that music today. I, I know. Going to bring that. I album appreciate up. that. I appreciate. But that. Um, as, as we see, say each and every time, I I've been doing music for as long as I've been involved in sports and doing sure. all the other things. It's a, a labor of love. I'm not here to sell millions of uh, albums. Right. Uh, I put out an album probably every couple of years now. Um, I write and I record and and, uh, and then I put it out and people buy it, people don't buy it. Uh, yeah, people listen to it, people don't. It's it's something that I love to do. And I recognize that because of who I am as, a, as in, in the sports world, right. it, it doesn't have to be good. It has to be even better just to be good. So yeah, it has to it be does, because people are going, oh, it's a long history. There's this a long guy, history. right? Yep, exactly. But the album's called Sunshine. Yep. Uh, great summer album. A it's great, a summer album. That's a summer what we tried album. to do. Feels it feels like like I was standing the Christmas song. <laughs> you want to you want to roll the windows down and drive down the one hundred and one and exactly. crank this out. So did. let's hear let's hear a couple of these before we get into Brian Adams. Let's start with I think this is track one on the album. This is summer song. Summertime. Oh, is that your daughter? It may be. All right. Suzanne was singing along. I got to get Brian Adams in here so we can do an Alexi Lawless episode. Nice. That would be good. That would <laughs> be track good. That's track two. That's track two. I'm, I, I'm, I'm taking the order that he sent them to us. I think that's how it that was. W- that would have been track one until you gave me your feedback, yeah. mm-hmm. and therefore I had to go back and create a right. opening track. Right, cherry pie. So, right, like <laughs> cherry pie. Exactly. By the way, Alexi also brought uh, four copies and uh, signed them, so we'll be giving those away in conjunction with this episode. And uh, I think this is one that you really liked. We talked about this with Perfect Crime. I think that might be my favorite. All right, let's hear Perfect Crime.
Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Um, I got one more. Let's do one more just to give people a nice taste of this so they go and they buy it. Amazon, That's iTunes, all the places. Very nice. This one's called In the Sun. I think that's my favorite, this one. I like that one a lot. I just like the the change there when it just picks up and then it starts to rock. Do you play Do you play all the instruments on this? Do you play the drums? Uh, no, I don't play the drums. So I, get, I have some people that help me, uh, which are wonderful. And, uh, you know, I write them all, mm -hmm. I demo them all yeah. out. Uh, and then some of it we use just nowadays mm -hmm. you can do stuff. Yeah. Um, and some of it we would do if we feel that it's Okay. Necessary. And who sings these? <laughs> who sings for the band <laughs> that would be me oh my god yes. okay <laughs> all right here we go uh the the album's called sunshine you can get it everywhere and we will uh promote it again before we leave and um i love it it's a great album thank you very it's much it's really good and uh it's very you know like you know i know you like rick springfield it's yep. very that's what it makes that's me what it that's is. what it makes me feel it's like just straight ahead pop rock yeah. type of songs that uh except you're like 30 years younger than bruce uh, bruce springsteen no that's what my mom would say rick springfield they call me bruce <laughs> <laughs> all right i need to go first today i'm going to tell you why i need okay. to go first normally i would let you go first but okay. I, i'm going to go first because you didn't have a song from the band called sweeney todd oh, are you really going to do this i'm going to play one all right 1977 16 i think he's 16 year old brian adams replaces nick gilder in this band called sweeney todd and uh, you would think, well, he doesn't sound like Nick Gilder, but I don't know what they did. Maybe his voice was didn't have any rasp to it at this point. This is not part of Brian Adams' uh, discography, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, official. Not really. Okay, this no, is, it's this the is, Sweeney Todd discography. Right, this is, all right, fine, go ahead. This is called, uh, it's from the album If Wishes Were Horses. This is called Pushing and Shoving. Sweeney Todd. Okay, now who's singing? That's Brian Adams. No. Yeah. No. Yes. Are you sure? Are you 100% yeah. sure? I'm 100% sure that's Brian Adams singing. Yes. All right. He didn't <laughs> just join Sweeney Todd at the end after they had already recorded it and became. No, no. They oh, said he co wrote that song. Yeah. Doesn't mean he sang it. With okay. Bird Marr. All right. Okay. Well, he, I'm they, not challenging you on the first song or anything. It's, I, mean, I wouldn't. The personnel, I wouldn't. Brian Adams vocals. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, it's amazing, of, isn't it? it? Yeah, I know. It is crazy. 
Now, in, in uh, 2018, people might say, why don't you do a Brian Adams episode? And let me tell you something. His most recent album called Get Up was released in 2015. This thing went top, it went to number 99 in the US. But let me tell you, in Canada, number eight. Australia, number six. Germany, uh, number three. Uh, Norway, no, 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 Norway. Sweden, number nine. Switzerland, number one. In the UK, it went to number two. So all over the world, this guy's still a big deal, even though, you know, and he still packs him in when he tours in the US, but as far as the record buying public, these countries are still purchasing these Brian Adams. Yeah, we're gonna, we're, we'll probably talk more about the arc of Brian Adams, we will. but it does mirror others uh, that sure. went one way or the other, yep. you know, in the way that, whether it's a, a Def Leppard or Bon Jovi, for example, yeah. that saw the way, the way the music was working and they recognized their ability to appeal globally was yeah. huge. Uh, they had good management. They had uh, people involved, obviously, that saw around the corner and, cer and certainly that helped. So just because U.S. wasn't buying it yes. the way that they were, the world they recognized and respected the fact that there's a whole other world out there that wants, in this case, Brian, yeah. Brian Adams. You know, Probably you know. the copies that sold, uh, that you and I bought, uh, pushed him up to number 99 Probably. in the U.S. That's it. Now I will let you start with the self-titled album released in 1980 called Brian Adams. Okay, so uh, this is this would be going back for me in that I did I was not introduced to Brian Adams on this album, but if I'm right. listening to this album, um, and it's not Sweeney Todd, so um, so the first song off of Brian Adams would be "Don't You Say It," and I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, when we're talking about these songs, mm -hmm. sometimes they remind me of other things. There is a, there is a song uh, from John Cougar. At that point, he was John Cougar on yeah. one of his real early albums. Um, titled John Cougar called Miami. And all these artists that were around those late 70s, they obviously had this disco type of beat and, and, yes. and influence. And if you go back and listen to them, inevitably there are one or multiple songs on their early albums, especially when they didn't have control, that, uh, that sound like this. is kind of high there but not as high as the sweeney Todd no, stuff no he's really pushing um, it on that but it's got a, a a solid gold era you know yeah definitely uh, marilyn McCoo or dion warwick kind of introducing him singing that to the solid gold dancers he didn't but that's the way it sounds and he was born in 59 so how old would he have been in 1980 21 21 that's amazing 21 all right my first song from the self-titled brian adams album is called and I think, who is, the, who is the woman? Hartman. Lisa Hartman, I think, recorded a version of this. Oh, really? Yeah. And this is called, she was an actress. Not slanting? Not, 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 not slanting. She was something like Maybe that, not, right? I think she's married to Clint Black. She's Lisa Hartman Black now. Oh, wow. But this is a song called Hiding from Love.
What do you think of that, Suzanne? Did you ever hear that before? I've never heard that before, but I do like it. Yeah, it's good. You like it? I do. Also, at this time, he is already <laughs> writing with Adams. You don't like that song? <laughs> it's poppy. It's very it of is, the times. It, yeah. It's, it's uh, once again, on the flip side, after the commercial, we're coming back to Solid Gold yes. with it. So it's... He is, uh, he's writing with Jim Vallant at this point yep. because they, uh, they do six of the nine songs or co-writes with Adams and Vallant. Just putting that out there. <laughs> Just let, nothing more to add. That's Mr. it. Mr. Vallance is going to play uh, loom large uh, on this show. Absolutely. Yes, as he should. So what's, uh, what's your next one? You got another one. I know uh, you do. My next one is a song called um, Remember. Uh, and once again on the same album, remember this is coming out in 1980. And the, the version that we are going to hear off the album is much more subdued because when he did this live and he would kick off his shows, there's a great uh, YouTube uh, concert video from Germany and uh, they would start the show with this. So picture them coming out uh, and starting the show a few years later when they were actually playing full long sh shows here. It's called Remember. All right. Uh, can we agree that that's probably the best song on the album? It's good, and that's good. the and that's the song that gives you a little hint of what's going to happen. It's uh, and it was on side two. It was the seventh song yeah. of the nine songs. So they, in the moment, didn't feel that it was appropriate. No, they kind of buried it deep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, have you, and you've seen uh, Brian Adams in concert many many years ago. Did they tour Def Leppard? Uh, did Brian Adams tour? Def yeah, Leppard? they did a they did a they did a tour of uh, minor league baseball. That's parks. exactly where I saw. And you drove way out to that? No, I was, where was I living? Where were you? I was living in San Jose, uh, up uh, Northern California. Okay, time, so. yeah, I drove way out to uh, see him. At, I forget what the minor league ballpark was. But we, um friend I was with, he ran, we ran into a couple, we ran into a comedian, Nick, uh, Nick uh, Swartzton, is that how you say it? Swartzton, yeah. Swartzton. And we saw uh, Nick was with David Spade, but we don't know David Spade, but we talked to Nick Swartzton. And we were like, wow, the traffic getting out here was really bad, wasn't it? He's like, uh, it was, it, was a, it wasn't that bad. And we're like, no, it was horrible getting out here. And he's like, we didn't drive. And we're like, what do you mean you didn't drive? He goes, uh, David rented a helicopter. She yeah. helicoptered it out here. It's rough. Like, Get away from us. Jerks. <laughs> um, you don't know what it's like. First time I saw Brian Adams, he opened for Journey on the Frontiers tour. And well, promoting I did, what album? What? Uh, Cuts Like a Knife. Okay. And uh, I Before I think, it broke. Yeah. Huge? Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't even really know if I knew maybe one song, but he came out and he was so amazing that I thought, oh, Journey's going to have a tough time. They Whoa. didn't, but I thought they were going to because he was a ball of energy. He was all over the place and just selling it, using his time. And Journey gave him a lot of the stage to use. A lot of times the opener, you know, it's curtained off and they don't get to go yeah. many places. But such he, a dick move. Such I, a dick I, move. I get it, you know, from a, maybe it's a smart move into a certain, if it's right. not, I mean, nobody yeah. Um, I know this. the story Managers. is that when Def Leppard was opening for Billy Squire that... Um, oh, yeah. 
maybe Billy should have curtained a lot of the stage <laughs> off because that did not go well. And, right. and sound. They give them less sound. They give that, them less that, sound, that, too. That, that, that even makes less sense. Yeah, that's really a dick move. Yeah. All right, we move on. Uh, this is one of my favorite Brian Adams album covers. I just like, he looks so cool in this album cover. It's called well, Hold on, let's go to the, you know, the arbiter of uh, good oh, album Oh, yeah, covers. album covers. What do you think of this? Um, okay. It's all right. It's he's, fine. He's got a, you got a white. Are you kidding me? Look at that cover. Look how great he looks. Yeah. Wait, you don't like it? Alexi, I can't get it's, a read. It's a horrible album cover. I think that's. I think, I think that, it's of the time. Is is my thing. Like I can't. He's just in a. He's just got, in a big he's got jacket. Shoulder pads. I mean. Well, he and has I guess it's also pads. 1981. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But you know, it's. I'd, like move, I'd, 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 I'd move that font a little more to the left <laughs> instead of having it touch his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always looking for a spot where where they can sign. So that would be right in. That, oh, this is a good signing section. album. Yeah. This is a good yeah. signing album. You should. My Brian Adams autograph is the worst. I'm going to swear. The worst fucking thing you've ever seen. He wrote Pat, and he wrote 2012, and then his name, there's no letters that are discernible. It's like... It's like he drew seagulls in the sky. Yeah. You know when you're when kids draw like <laughs> right. birds in the sky? There's no B. There's no A. It's right. like... It was like he was punking if you, me. If you yeah. sign a lot of autographs, you should at least be able to make out the first letter of each name. So yes. B-A. You should be able to see the B-A. You can't even see that? No, no. I, I'll, I'm going to take a picture of it and I'm going to text it to you later. Because it's, you, won't, it's, you won't even believe it. It's on Cuts Like a Knife. It's on Cuts Like a Knife. And it's right across. And he signed across all the black. Oh, really? With a black pen. Just <laughs> fucking Brian Adams. Just it was not. Because I was with you. Yeah, and there were a lot of people, and he was like, "No, don't take my picture. No, no picture. Didn't want pictures." He, he just immediately yells, "No, no pictures!" No before pictures. Before we even see him. Before we even see him. <laughs> and uh, and we and Pam Anderson walked out right before he came out. She didn't so, yell, "No pictures." Picture, picture. We didn't know. even realize it was her until she passed, and someone goes, "That was Pam Anderson." I'm like, "What? How did we miss that?" But yeah, I'll I'll send you a picture of it. But anyway, okay, here we go. You want it? You got it. All right, are you going first on this one? No, no, you're gonna you're gonna go first. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm, and remember was the song I had also. So you did have remember. I had okay, remember. Also. Okay, yeah, so um, Lonely Nights. I have uh, it also. Yes, I mean it's it's a great song. It's in my top five Brian Adams songs. I love it so much. It's also, and I'm going to talk much more about the, um, the 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 way that they constructed their verses. Uh, sometimes for me, the verses made the song, and and a lot of times, even some of the songs that I'm going to pick here. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I like, and the best part of it, is the actual verses as opposed to the chorus. There's certainly plenty of times where they're both great. Yeah. But you can see some of the the way that they construct their verses, which are really really cool, um, and really sound good in, yeah. in and of themselves. They sound good. And this sounds like Brian Adams. This sounds like yes. Yeah. Now you're starting to, to, to hear a little bit of a, a formula, not a bad and not in a bad way. But. No. So good. I love that song so much. And that uh, that kicks off the album. Yes. So smart.
yeah, that now now we're now we're talking. You're, yeah. not, you're not burying it like uh, well, no tonight. Right, was, exactly. Was buried on the other album. And we got some uh, members of the uh, at that time the Hall and Oates band, Mickey Curry and G.E. Yep. Smith. Mm-hmm. And Mickey Curry Curry actually plays with Brian. He plays with him towards with him to this day. He sees this is going to be a good gig, and yeah, yeah, and he makes the jump. Yeah. How nice would it be to to, to go from uh, Hall and Oates and then to Brian, especially in the eighties when they're, they're no. both big not bad at all this yeah. is so this is when brian adams first comes on my radar i grew up in detroit uh, i grew up in the suburbs of detroit and so i'm listening to wrif mm-hmm. and wllz and we had a huge influence uh, obviously because of the proximity with canada and so canadian culture canadian music right canadian everything uh was was more prevalent than than it would be other places and so uh, i can remember hearing um what was it uh fits you good which is not not a song that i picked but I didn't pick it either. Uh, it it was one of the it was one of the singles basically, but it was yeah. a very minor type of single. And I remember hearing it on the radio, and that was back in the time, back before you were born, Kyle. When uh, we didn't have the internet, and we certainly didn't have uh, lyrics at our disposal, and so we had to figure them out. And I remember hearing "Fits You Good" and thinking it was uh, "Fix You Girl," and <laughs> going and singing "Fix Fix You Girl," which I don't know what the hell that that would mean. The same thing happened with. I thought Panama was let it rock, but you would do these things until you finally understood what what they right. were saying. Because all it, sometimes it, just it would came take years. Radar. Years, you never know. Oh my God, that's that's exactly yeah. what happened. So Brian Adams now comes on my radar for uh, for that song, but that is not the uh, song that I pick. What do you got? Uh, my song, my other song, is called "Don't Look Now." Still, he's still not quite rocking on some of these songs yet. You know what I mean? There's still a little, I don't know, 80s cheese in there. It's just, he's not, hasn't found the sound yet on some songs. Not on that one. You like that song? I do like that song. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like this, this, I don't like this album that much. I think it has some, a couple of good tracks. So, right. but I do, I don't mind that song. Okay. I like that and I like Wasted. <laughs> I like both of those songs, 100%. You, you're going to fight over this one. That's great. <laughs> Wasted from Death Leopard. I will not fight over this song, but there are songs I would fight. I, if, you, if you told me you didn't like Lonely Nights, we would, we'd have to No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're in agreement. No, no, yeah. no sensible human being or one with, with would, ears. Yes, that we're not like Lonely would Nights. We're not like Lonely Nights, exactly. And yet Lonely Nights did not, it was released as a single. It didn't chart, it didn't even chart in Canada. Really? Yeah, but it charted here. 80, went to number 84 in the U.S., how did that not catch on? Well, America. We, under, <laughs> we understand quality, right? We will take other people's quality and we will prop it up if, so, you're, if you're not going to. What is your second song from uh, You okay. Want It, You Got It? My second song from You Want It, You Got It is a song called Tonight. And it is, just before you hear it, it is, um, I love, once again, I love the verses of this, maybe even mm. more so than the choruses. If you do ever listen to this song, listen to the whole thing because okay. as much as I like this song, it goes into this 
absolutely ridiculous uh, length. It should have been about half as long. Mm -hmm. And Brian Adams does some vocal stuff here that it seems like they left Brian in the control room. Anybody that had any type of semblance of an ear or, or any type of control <laughs> left the control room and they just let the tape go on. And it's just this vamp and this vocal vamp all the way through at times when it, it, it should have stopped. We're not going to hear, hear that. You can, if you really want to get deep, you can go check it out. But I still like the song and I really like the uh, verses. very ballsy to name your album you want it you got it because i gotta be honest people did not want it yet they didn't <laughs> they uh, did not want it yet. so and, and uh, there the the story goes that so much so that he was going to uh name it uh, uh we haven't heard of brian adams either something like that uh <laughs> it's, it's something like that the, the record company wouldn't let him do that uh so because but i heard of it and i like yeah I, I liked that uh song and now you're starting to see also um keith scott who we mentioned the guitarist, longtime guitarist yes. for uh, Brian Adams, wonderful jangly uh, guitar and really upfront uh, as it is in a portion of uh, of the Brian Adams catalog, but a really honest, important he, part. I, I got to be honest, I'm looking at the he's person, not playing. He's not on this album at all. No, it's G. It, guitar is Jamie Glazer and G. E. Smith. Well, then there you go. Well, G. E. Smith is playing. G. E. Smith, yeah. <sighs> all right, fine. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Keith. But uh, I, but Keith is on the next album. But it's G. E. Smith if he's if he's going to get no he's not taken G. over yeah Keith Keith it's takes a, over for G. G. Smith no but is, if you're if you're not going to play on it then G. E. Smith is well yeah yeah fucking awesome and probably Keith <laughs> maybe Keith Scott was with the touring band but uh, for recording that album it was yeah. G. E. Smith all right there you go all right sorry Keith you're not going to get credit on this one all right here we go eighty three <laughs> MTV is in full swing so this yes. is the first really the first time I ever heard or saw Brian Adams and it was cuts like a knife video. <sighs> With the with the hot girl and the empty swimming pool oh, and they're, yep. and they I love it they're, and they're, they just set up the equipment in the empty swimming pool and that's where they play and the girl jumps in and then there's no water in the pool and she dies no but it's a yeah it's a great I love it I love everything about it I love that this is my favorite Brian Adams album it is it is okay I think um, yeah and I know everyone likes Reckless the best usually but I think song for song I think I think this is strong the whole way through and I think Reckless peters out. A little bit at the end but we'll talk about that when we get there <laughs> yeah lexi disagrees still. i can tell you uh all songs written by adams and valance still yeah this is brian adams mickey curry tommy mandel keith scott and a guy named dave taylor i think that was basically the brian adams band, band. for quite a few years so uh what do you got what's your first one uh okay so didn't you do one did you do you want it? You got it. What was your song? Uh, well, we both had lonely nights, right? And oh, my okay. second song was okay. "Don't Look Now," okay, which you it. which you loved. <laughs> <laughs> that was no good. Uh, okay, so my first one from your favorite album from Brian. This Adams. is my favorite Brian album. Cuts Adam's like the knife in 19, 1983, as you said. 
um, is a song called Don't Leave Me Lonely. And once again, I like the verse better than the chorus. And which is then there's actually a story behind that because Eric Carr is uh, part is a writer. Yeah, he gets a, a gets yeah. a writing credit on that, and so this had originally had possibly uh, was going to possibly go to Kiss. Yeah, it didn't end up doing it. Eric Carr had written uh, the chorus and some different things, and then Valance and Adams came in and wrote the verse and stuff yeah. like that. So I I really like this song. Adams and Valance have two songs that are on the Creatures of the Night yep. album. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Don't leave me alone. I guess that would have been a Gene song because the you two, the, well, the two, yeah, well, the two songs that they wrote, uh, they wrote "Rock and Roll Hell" and they wrote uh, "War Machine." And Gene sang both of those, so I assume Gene would have sang this too. It's yeah, it's no, right? it's no back off bitch or whatever. <laughs> what? Not back off bitch. What's the burn bitch burn? Burn right? bitch yeah. burn. That's the guns is back off bitch, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, Any song with bitch except is <laughs> okay, well, except the song "Bitch" by the Stones might be the only one I like. That that's the only one you like. With the word bitch in it? Oh, Burn, Bitch, Burn by Kiss is now good. You don't like that one? Oh, I don't like that. That's a great song. Oh, come That's on. a great song. Oh, you're being silly. No, I'm not being silly. <laughs> you know, uh, Matt, you don't like Wasted, but you like Burn, Bitch, Burn. No, that's, that's a good song. You know who else thinks that's a good song? Uh, uh, wonderful, Gene. No, wonderful musician, writer, uh, writer uh, and, uh, and, and performer, Matt Nathanson, um, uh, who uh, is a huge, huge Kiss fan. Um, actually just came with, out with a new album. He's a huge Kiss fan. I remember talking to him about Burn, Bitch, Burn. And if you listen to his music, it has nothing to do with that. Right. Uh, uh, but, you know, like, like uh, you don't, you, I you like what you like. I wish you would have said something like, you know who really loves that song? Carol King. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> she wrote an alternative version yeah, she to it. she thinks it's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, uh, you and you, you like Don't Leave Me Lonely. That's one of your favorite songs on this album. Yes. It is. It okay. Is. You don't I, like it. No, I do. I okay. like every song. Well, you I like, like the album. I like every, right, so I like every song in this album. blanketing the whole album. Yeah, the whole okay. thing. It's This is a 10 out of 10 for me. 10 songs. I love every single one. And I love how the album kicks off with The Only One. The Only One. Well, I made up my mind. Not going to let you. give a, a shout out to a, there's a there's a background vocalist on this album on seven of the ten songs lou graham from form oh, 
Really? Yep. He sings so good. background on everything. He doesn't, except for Straight from the Heart, Cuts Like a Knife, and The Best Was Yet to Come. Those are the three he's not on. But other than that, he's all over it. He, you know, Brian Adams, as, as we'll see, and, and we're already seeing, he worked with some really good people. Yeah, he was yeah, very, yeah. really smart in terms yep. of his business, in terms of the way that he went about managing his career and the people that, uh, that he hooked up with. So don't you think that that song is basically Lonely Nights 2? Yeah, yeah, it's, but you know what? I, I, that, never, that never bothers me. You know what I mean? If it's good, it's good. If it's yeah, it's good and once, I do like it's good twice. You do you not like? No, I do. I, I I love it. Okay. But that's that's why when we were talking Lonely Nights, we said there was kind of a template that was being, yeah, yeah, being yeah. established. And I I love it. If it's good, yeah. mine it. Yeah, that's what I think too. And and a lot of bands do. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, it's my turn now. It is. Oh okay. Um, I'm going to do. I'm ready. Um. I don't know what number it is off of the uh, six. Yeah. It's, it's a number. It's number, it's, it's, it's number six. It's and I wanna, kicks off side I wanna, two. Kyle, I want you to concentrate. You're a drummer, right? Yeah. So I love songs that start off oftentimes with guitar, and it's difficult for me songs that are in four four to count the four mm -hmm. uh, because the, the the way that the guitar is played. I want you to try to count one two three four for this song. You can hear the beginning from, uh, once and then hear it again. Try to count one two three four. So then, when the drums kick in, you are you are on the four. Okay, you're, right? you're fucked. <laughs> you're never gonna be able to do this. I'd like to see you, but I let you know. I wanna be with you every day. So good. It's so good. It's good. I think it was half a beat off, but that was that was hard. We'll try doing it again. Oh, <laughs> but do it out loud. Talk, oh. talking to the mic and go one, Talk? two, three, four. Okay. See if you can do it. So you you can get on the fours. Oh, you're screwed. One, two, three, four. 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 Yeah, that was close. All right, that was close. <laughs> I love that song. I love the 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 lead keyboard. You know, like uh, when when the chorus comes in. Uh, I also love this song in its original form, and I will I will fight for its original form because this song has taken on a life of its own mm -hmm. later on in in multiple different interpretations from from Brian Adams in a really slow and I think horrible way. I think he completely messed it up. Uh, <laughs> from its original intent and version and it was disappointing to me to hear that'd that. be a great opening like concert opening. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it exactly. would be i wonder if he sang that when we saw him out at the uh, thousand oak civic center he was doing a uh, he was doing the bare bones tour so it was just him and like a keyboard player and they wore top hats yeah a lot of, a lot of top hats <laughs> a, lot of going hat, on. a lot of top hat wearing all right, my uh, my other song from Cuts Like a Knife, and again, um, I skipped I skipped uh, straight from the heart and Cuts Like a Knife, and this time those were yeah, like the, know, the hits. We both did that. You skipped yeah. those, but I like uh, a song called What's It Gonna Be. Oh. Ooh, if it was up to me, I'd say 
love it. It's great. That's a great song. It's great. Uh, oh. This album went three times platinum in uh, Canada and platinum in the USA. So it's pretty big. But that's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't Around, know what the numbers are know. in Canada. I don't know. It's what, lower though. It's, it, I don't know what it equals out to be. But I mean, I'm not. I'm not criticizing him. No. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's platinum. I yeah, know it's platinum. It. Platinum. All right. Now we move <laughs> on. By the way, for for um, for selling so many albums back in the day, his catalog they haven't like remastered it except for Reckless. They really haven't gone back and done anything to it. You know, for sonically. You know what I'm saying? Can you tell the difference? When they remaster stuff? Mm -hmm. I can. Yeah. Do you think you really can tell the difference or you're, you're listening I, to I it? I can because what I would do. it's already been planted in your mind that no, this is going to no, sound Because what I would do whenever I buy like a remastered version of something, I would take the. You compare and contrast. Yeah, I go and I A-B it. Right. I go out <laughs> oh, in the car, I A-B it. Right, of course. I go, listen to that. Okay, now listen to this. But isn't it, and it's really better or is it just louder or. No, there's some James Taylor stuff that I have that I can hear stuff that I never heard before. Okay. And with some of the Def Leppard stuff too, I'm like, I never heard that subtlety that's buried in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. Uh, they don't have that show up on the set list site, mm -hmm. but statistically, we probably saw him play I'm Ready. I'm Ready. We saw him butcher it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but you saw him play it in the other form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Acoustically. I, I can't I, I can't find anything online where he's playing it in this this original form. Can you? Um, no. Maybe can't. Right. No. And this was when he was wearing a top hat. Yeah. Top hat. <laughs> I know. That's what that was their you know, thing. He, go, he goes through a bunch of uh, aesthetic phases. Oh you know, yeah. The, we uh, have the eyeliner, the eyeliner, the eyeliner thing, phase. That whole, that whole thing that was uh, that was jarring to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Reckless. I assume this is your. Is this one of your favorite Brian Adams sure. albums? Uh, it's one of them. It's not the uh, favorite one. So. I think I know what it is from the tweeting. Maybe. Yeah. It's probably. All of right. course you do. We won't say anything. Um, okay. So my <laughs> first one from Reckless, 1984. Once again, the balance Adams combination going on. Uh, performed, if I'm not mistaken, at uh, Live Aid. Uh, is that possible? Uh, I can tell you because I just bought. And I tweeted out about this. Um, there's a site you can go to and you can buy like 40 Live Aid tracks for like $9.99. Really? Yeah. So let me see. I should have pulled this out. Well, here, I can, we can play. Let me see. I'm going to, where's my Live Aid playlist? Good radio. Podcasting. Talks <laughs> amongst yourselves. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Hey, how about that Live Aid? Um, hmm. I've got... Kids Want to Rock and Summer of 69 are the only two tracks that I have. So, so this one is uh, Kids Want to Rock, which actually wasn't ever evidently released as a single, but I heard it a lot. So that was one that just took on a life of its own, and uh, it's anthemic. And once again, I want you to try to count at the beginning right. of this here. <laughs> well, you got to go to the beginning. Oh, he cued it. You can back cue it, though. Yeah, I will. He's on two and four. I think this is a guitar.
right. So. See, the, the last part of this album, I de- like, I don't like Kids Wanna Rock. Why don't you like Kids Wanna Rock? It's, it's just, got a whole light of day type of feel. I do, I, I, yeah, when you say that, I, I agree with you, but I just... It's a bar band type of I don't like song. the... See, I, I want better than just a bar band at this point from Brian Adams. On the album that everyone calls his best album, I, I just don't like Kids Wanna Rock. I don't like It's Only Love. I don't like Long Gone and Ain't Gonna Cry, especially those last two. Like, I think those are just duds. Okay. I just think the album falls apart after track six, which All is right. the summer of 69. Okay, but it's a hell of a six. It is a hell of a six. It is a hell of a six. To have an album with, and, and in that case, you know, at least some of most of a side, right? Yeah. Side and, and, and look, I, I'm in the minority. People love this album, and I'm, but I'm going to kick it off with the uh, first song, One Night Love Affair. Three drummers on this album. Mickey Curry, a guy named Pat Stewart, and Steve Smith from Journey plays on the song Steve Heaven. Smith. Plays nice. on Heaven. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is once again those those opening tracks. Yeah. It's in that trilogy, right? Back yep. to Lonely Nights and uh, what the only one. Yep. And now you have this. It all they all sound familiar, but they all sound great. Right. Yeah, Brian, I think he, he always has a good opening track, it seems. He always kicks it off pretty well. He understands the music business. Yeah. He understands, well, at that point he, at point, he understood what albums were when, and what we... When you hear an album that has a not a good opening track, you're just like, what the... And then, and then you go in and you're like, no, these three could have been the opening track. Well, well, even now, without albums, it's still crucial to have something because that's the one that people are going to click on first. Right. So you, got, you better have, you know something something to yeah, give they're not, the gonna, they're not gonna click no, on anymore they're, they're, that's it that's what, it what's your next tune uh okay my next tune is one that everyone will have heard but it's just a a, a wondrous wonderful song called run to you Now, I, I think this is the one that Keith Scott said on the Hustle podcast that uh, Brian and Jim presented this to Blue Oyster Cult, yep. and they turned it down. Right, because they wanted to have a song like, uh, was it uh, 
burning for you or don't fear the yeah, reaper yeah, one, of those. one of those where it starts yeah. off it starts off like that. if you listen to the two you, you see what they were yeah. going for i queued it up to that because you know once again prolific songwriters in that they understood they understood what the what the ear wants and they understood pop music and that the, the breakdown there with the guitar is something that you you hear constantly on brian adams songs yeah. and it's it's wonderful to listen to on a song but it's also great live to have that moment where you stop down and the guitar does that familiar yeah. riff he does it also at the beginnings of songs too and we'll, we'll talk about those too but just a perfect example of kind of the perfectly written song as far as i'm concerned the uh, I picked track one, and now I'm going to pick track two, which is She's Only Happy When She's Dancing. I love a song that just, like, I can, like, see exactly what the words are saying. Because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so she's only happy when she's dancing. have one more because this was on the 30th anniversary remastered edition this is the title track that didn't make it to the final album this okay. song is called reckless Now, if you're a big Loverboy fan, you might know that this song was rewritten for Loverboy and they released it as a song called Dangerous. There you go. Yeah. He also wrote... Because they uh, had the same management, so that's probably and how And he also happened. wrote... Uh, Brian Adams also uh, is a writer on Jump from, uh, oh, from Loverboy. That's a great song. It's a great song. It's such a good guitar riff and song. It's, it's a, just a happy song. You, you want to do exactly what it tells you to. Uh, to. This, uh, this Reckless song, though, is another example of... I love the verse. I, I could just hear the verse over yeah. and over and over again. Then it gets a little crazy. For me. Yeah. Not crazy. Well, but maybe that's why I didn't make it. Maybe that's now. it. Maybe that's it. Maybe they knew. And then Loverboy took it. Right. So 80, <laughs> 84 through 86, it's Brian Adams all over the place. Everywhere. Reckless is crazy Everywhere. big. Yeah. And so now he's got a Now, the next album is almost like his sophomore album because coming off the big album, everyone wants more of that. And yeah. he does an album called Into the Fire. He doesn't really give us more of that. He it, makes a great album. And this, yeah, and this is my favorite album. Uh, and I love this album cover too. I, I just love the simplicity. Do you like that album cover? Yeah. It's a nice photograph. Yeah. And again, Bob Clearmountain's co-producing these with him. So that's why they sound so good. And Brian Adams, as he as he moves on, his life gets really heavily into photography and especially yeah. black and white photography in this. Unless you want to take his photo, then like, exactly. no dice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what kind of filter do you have on that? Get out of here. 
But this was, as you said, a, a very different album, a departure. Uh, usually it, it, it irritates me when people try to do go too much of a departure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was too much of a departure. I, I, I love this album for the songs. Some of them are, are, are a little bit more. And look, yeah. he was the, the, um, the bar band type of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the aesthetic of Brian Adams, keep in mind, in the 80s too, was, was very, very different than the whole gaudy 80s colorful yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really True. cultivated that. It was just t-shirt exactly. jeans. It was almost like the Ramones, exactly. the way exactly. they looked. Yeah. Jeans, t-shirt, short, leather jackets. Short hair, all short that hair. kind of stuff. Yep. What kind of was the anti-80s pop star, but it... It worked. All right, so he comes in with uh, in, into the fire, um, and he doesn't give them what they want. He no, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't give them what they want, but he gives at least me what I want. And so uh, my first one would be... He gave them, you don't want it, I got it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. My first one would be uh, the title song, uh, Into the Fire. This was this came out in March '87. That was the end of my um, senior year in college, and I remember tons of us. We were big Brian Adams fans. We went out. We got it, you know. And CDs were like a th- like this might have been the first one of the first where you like you you didn't buy the album and then replace it with a CD. You bought it on CD, right. and we brought it back. We put it on, and we were all listening to it, and we were all just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, yeah, I like it. We like it. Like we were trying to convince ourselves that right. we like it. It's one of those. You know, yeah. it's one, but because we were like. We thought we were going to get like reckless 2.0, right. but we but it went a little sideways. But still great. I love that song. I love that song. I love yeah. a ton of these songs. I really I do like this album. But it's if you wanted reckless, like we said, you did not get it. Well, we talked about the companion piece to this, the the hustle podcast, yeah. and, and hearing uh, hearing them talk about it, hearing Keith Scott talk about this song, it made me made me so happy because yeah, yeah. he says in that podcast this is his favorite performance that they they've done. They've never been able to replicate it live. If you go and watch Brian Adams, mm-hmm. um, there there was there is a wonderful uh, live show from Budokan where they do it as a three piece, and that whole baseline is just is just wonderful. That baseline is part, crazy. Great, it's great. But for the most part, Brian Adams will do this song alone because they were never able to capture it the yeah. way that they uh, the way that it made me so happy. It also made me sad that brian adams felt like you know because it wasn't the commercial success and he didn't give the people what what they want um it made me sad that he wasn't uh, that he felt that he hadn't lived up to what uh what the people want and because of that these songs don't pop up in the set list hardly ever there's bands and artists always have that one album that you're like oh i love that album but they never play anything from it but i did like that keith scott said uh, because a lot of times when they're asked that question what's the your favorite solar. What's They're your favorite? Babies, yeah. yeah, people just they won't they won't give it up. But he right. was like he knew it. Boom, yep. it's this. So that was cool. Good cool. good going, John Lamoro. Uh, I'm gonna start it off with uh, again. I'm going with the first track in the album. I love yeah. Heat of the Night.
this wasn't like a party rock band. This the the themes were a little a little I don't want to say darker or heavier, but they they're were. just a little they bit were. you know just but a little if, bit if deeper. He was, but if he wasn't saying in the heat of the night, he was if he was saying where the kids want to rock or whatever, <laughs> right, right, you yeah. change the lyrics. Yeah, people would, oh, that'd, be, that'd be a great song. But the lyrics were they were much yep. heavier than anybody expected. Uh, uh, from Brian Adams, that's for sure. Reckless sells five million in the U.S. This sells a million, which a million copies of anything is still crazy great. But you can see how that's viewed as a failure. You know what I mean? Which is weird. But you're not a failure to us, Brian Adams, no, despite Brian the Adams. fact that we're not allowed to take your picture and you, and you can't <laughs> sign. You can't have you can't, a couple of letters yeah. from your name yeah, when you're signed. God, I wish I would have taken his picture. You should have. <laughs> you signed like this, you son of a bitch. Click, 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 click. Post, tweet. Facebook, Instagram. Um, what's your next tune? Okay, so while it is a departure, there are some songs on it that kind of harken back. And uh, as we've talked about, they're writing for everybody at this point mm-hmm. because they got the they got the touch. They got the touch. They right. understand how the music works, and they're able to crank it out. And so uh, my next song is a song called "Only the Strong Survive," which yeah. evidently was submitted to um, what's the Tom Cruise one? Uh, the uh, uh, Top Gun. Top Gun. There you go. <laughs> that they thought they were writing that for Top Gun or, or, or whatever. Uh, it didn't end up uh, doing it, but it is a feel-good song. It's uh, a lot like um, I'm Ready in that you could open a, a show with this, and certainly uh, it's a much faster pace and much more positive, I guess, uh, message than the rest of the album. Here we go. That's getting the people up. That's, that's, you got to get up. They're standing up. You're not human or you're not <laughs> beating. Your heart is not beating if you don't get up. Right, you're not Kyle, Canadian, Kyle, you're not Kyle, Kyle, you okay over there? What's what's happening here? Uh, just the look <laughs> on Suzanne's face during that song was cracking me you up. You like that song, Suzanne? You're very quiet, not I, saying anything. I can't, I can't figure out this. I'm like, I just, I see what you're saying. I know I should be getting up. It, it sounds like something well, I'm not that asking I would you to love, get up. You don't have to stand up at the table. Here. We're going to ask you to I, get out is what we're going to There's something about that song that just is making me laugh. All right. I mean, that's like weird. A, in a bad way? Yeah. In a bad music yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, Maybe you're weak. Maybe you're not one of the strong who survive. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think you'll like this one. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hope you like this one. This one, I love this one because it does, it does, and I cued it up so we hear this part. It does this cool thing in the middle that I've always just loved so much. This is a song called Victim of Love. And of you'll course, hear the little thing. Of course. Sometimes things don't work out like you planned. Who's gonna help you when you've had 
So glad you queued it up. For uh, that. Anything, anything on that song, Suzanne? I, nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I'll go back to the other song. Do you know? Do you own any Brian Adams CDs? No. No. You, but do I you, had the do you own any? Was... Do you own any Alexi Lawless CDs? All of them. Okay. Well, we're glad you're here. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> what were you going to say? You you what? I had his, I had the albums when I was younger, uh-huh. but I didn't replace them with CDs. And I like everything. Almost everything right that I'm there, hearing, huh? I really like, but I'm still not going to go out and buy yeah. it. No, that's the test. If you don't, if if the CD, you know, it came time to do, you know, the, the switch over, and, and yeah, you didn't switch do it, over. So yeah, you didn't do it. Well, you're lost right. in the sands of time. Yeah, I love that. I love the, what you're, you know, the production on that and that and that little bit there. I and love that. I always that, did that scream. You know, all those different screams, whether it's Prince or uh, what was the Bon Jovi one? I'll be there for you when he does that yeah. scream and, and all that kind of stuff. I would. I always wanted to be always in the studio. To see how they ultimately did it and how many times they did it and if they used any tricks and all that kind of stuff, but it's a wonderful scream. Picture them just listening to scream takes. <laughs> like I think four might have been good. <laughs> all right, now four years between albums, and he knows he's got to do something. Who am I going to work with? Who's he going to work with? To maybe it's only one name. There's only one guy that he can work with, and that's uh, Robert John Mutt Lang. So this album's called Waking Up the Neighbors. Do you like this album cover, Kyle? It's a good I one. Do. To, it's a good one to get signed. It is a good one to get signed. It's cool. It's like him in, a, in a, he's not like in, in silhouette, but. But yeah, he's, he's in like the shadows. He has a guitar and he's screaming through a megaphone. Through, he's probably doing that scream from yeah. uh, Victim of Love through that mm-hmm. megaphone. And lots of white space to sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of white space write to sign. Write a nice message. <laughs> yep, but he'll just write across his uh, body. Um, now, I do not like this album. You don't. I do not. And you don't like it because well, it it, it is first it is all, a departure. First of all, there's another two, departure. There's too many songs. There's 15 songs. Yeah, absolutely. If it was 10 songs, I might like it. But the man, I why don't you just stop after 10? What? Well, okay. Let me see. What would I stop at? Well, then I wouldn't. I would, then the big hits at number I 12. <laughs> I never, I never understood complaining about too many songs on an album. That, I don't. If there's, if there's too many. There can never be too many good songs, but this, I think this has a lot of filler. That's what I want to okay. say. Okay. All right. I, I, like I, Roger I, Ebert, my favorite quote about movies, Roger Ebert says, no bad movie is too long and no good movie is too short. Got it. Okay. I think it's the other way around. No bad movie is too short. No good movie is too long. That's <laughs> yeah. how it is. Roger Ebert. I never forget a quote. <laughs> but um, yeah. And, and he writes, uh, he writes, most, most of the, almost all these songs are Adams and Lang. Valance gets right. one, two, three, four writing credits on here, but he's totally mixing it up now. Yeah, and this is where the the style of the song changes. And look, if you're going to work with Mutt Lang, especially knee deep in the Def Leppard uh, yeah. moment, yep, there's a reason why you're going there. Once again, he associates himself with people that he understands know what yep. uh, you know, have their finger on their pulse. He uh, he has a great sensibility and. If you're going to do that, you know what's going to happen, and so and again, not just not just Def. Everyone always just says Def Leppard. I mean, that's no, the go-to, but it's uh, but, but in this particular yeah. case, I think yeah. They're... But I mean, you got Highway to Hell, uh, Back in Black for those about to rock, uh, the Cars, Heartbeat City, Four or Four. I mean, this guy was was the the hit guy. It, it was, but if you, I think he did a great job, maybe whether it was intentional or not, of of 
and maybe it was just the people that he was working mm-hmm. with, those do not sound like Def Leppard. The way when I listen to yeah, those, I get what you're saying. This one and my first pick will sh- will dramatically show, right. especially when it comes to uh, background vocals and the gang vocals that they have. And you, you'll hear different drum sounds, much more Def Leppard type of drum mm-hmm. sounds. And so there was a huge, huge shift in the way the songs sounded obviously from working. You sound like an attorney there for saying, like, and my song will show and prove <laughs> that this, all right. What's the song, uh, what's okay. it called? Oh, sorry, uh, so my first one is uh, Thought I Died uh, and Gone to Heaven from Waking Up the Neighbors. It's a good song, and I see exactly what you're saying with that, where you had it queued up to. Another thing I, about this album, it's got 15 songs. Seven of them are are five minutes and longer. Right. And a couple of them, one, two, three, or six minutes. And I think, I don't think Brian Adams is a six-minute song But Mutt Lang is. Guy, but Mutt and Lang Def Leppard certainly is. And I don't know why there's more of a very, I mean... Hysteria, I never get sick of that album. Top I, don't, I don't I don't. either. I, and I, even the long songs in there don't feel long to me. It feels like there's a, a lot of different levels in there somewhere. And and he, when I first heard this album, mm-hmm. it did exactly what they intended to do, to hearken and to say, oh, and that's why, that's why I listened to it. And that's why I didn't love it. Yeah. Because it wasn't as good as Def Leppard. But it was a Def Leppard type of light, light moment. Mm-hmm. And... You know the the background vocals, and you know, look, you might as well step inside and walk this way. Right, <laughs> I yeah, mean, the right. way the way that they were hey, talking, hey. exactly. Although, hey, hey's and all of yeah. that, and and uh, and he got exactly what he signed up for when yeah. he uh, yes, wrote he and recorded with uh, with Mutt Lang. I'm gonna go with uh, with the single, which is "Can't Stop This Thing We Started." Is that one of the ones you like? Yeah. Yeah, I like me it. too. Suzanne, you like that song? I do like that song. All right, good. All right, back up. See, we back off the mic. <laughs> that's all that's a mean. fun song, right? I know, that's it is a fun a, song. A, I did like that. That's a, that's a and, fun um, song. And that that's a good choice as a first single, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the video's cool. They're, you know, they're, they're flying things up and they're, uh, I don't know yeah, if you remember, they're, they're trying to hit the drum while the drum's going by yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. There's yeah, a lot of movement going on in the in the video back when videos were something still. 
All right, next one. Yeah, you're Should turn. I do that? Yeah. Okay. Oh. You're up. It's your show. You tell me. No, I'm we're taking turns. Uh, okay. Turns. Uh, I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one was uh, once again done for a movie. It went on to become a monster, monster hit uh, of historic proportions. Um, I hate this song. But you're going to play. And yet it has, for me, the greatest guitar solo ever recorded in pop music. Um, that's that's really. I mean, it's a great guitar solo. I, but the, no. you say the greatest yeah, for me. It's it, for me. It's, look, this is you can no more tell me what the greatest guitar well, no. solo is than you can tell me what a, a, a beautiful no. person looks like, right. Or a great wine, or a great piece of no. Art I always or you're like that. right. I always preface stuff. Preface stuff. I'm like, look, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying it's my favorite. It's your best. Yeah. Right. All right. That's all that matters is your best. So all this right. is my best, <laughs> and, and 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 that it comes in a song that I can't stand. Did you always hate the song or yeah. did you like it when yeah. you first heard it and, and then just the overplayed? And I am unfazed for the most part mm -hmm. by solos. Like I, I can, I, most of my songs don't have guitar solos. Right. I think a time, most of the times it's just, it's a waste of time. Um, <laughs> and this was, but this, this hit me. I mean, it, it, it hit me and said, holy cow. Now I've, I've pumped it up so much that you're going to hear it and go, yeah, whatever. But See, I was matter. wondering why you picked this song. I'm like, wow, does he really like this song? Like I didn't, again, I didn't mind it when I first heard it. But then over the years, it's been like, all right. But um, I, and that's I don't I, even remember I the solo. I, I you won't even hear, hear Brian Adams because I cued it up to, to that's the, okay. to Let's the hear soul. It. He might scream or say something. Uh, so this is um, parentheses, everything I do, do I, I do, do for, for you. you. Yeah. All right, so come at me. All right, that's a at good guitar me, solo. At me, no, that's Keith Scott. It's, it's an incredible guitar solo. It's uh, the perfect example of a minimalist type of approach. Mm -hmm. um, and he talks about once again mm -hmm. uh, on the Hustle uh, podcast. He talks about how Mutt Lang, you know, you're dying for his approval, yeah, yeah. and usually Mutt takes very long to yeah. do all these things. And he immediately saw that this was something uh, special. And so, yeah, I, I I love this guitar solo in a song that I can't stand. <laughs> The um, yeah. When, the when I've seen Brian Adams recently, he plays like he plays like the three songs I don't want him to play. He plays this. He plays "Have You Really Ever Loved a Woman," and he plays that "Please Forgive Me" song, which was a yeah. But and I'm like, oh my god, these are just all the same song, and they and they're long. They're all long. It's like uh, you but get, you can get away with just one. Yeah, one. one yeah, just do one. Yeah. Don't close the show with these. So you do not like this song. Do you not like it because it was? ubiquitous or, or just i think i liked it originally but i also liked the robin hood movie originally now when i see it i'm like oh this is horrendous you know what i mean yeah, 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 so it's yeah. like you know it's it not aged then well no for you. stuff happens okay. yeah stuff things happen <laughs> uh, i do love this song though i, I do because i love songs like this this song is called and this is deep in the album track nine there will never be another tonight
Now look, the lyrics aren't great. They're very, they're very. <laughs> we big. miss. There's something about oh. a witch in this song. Oh, okay, keep there? going, <laughs> keep going. <then. laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> Yeah, you got to ride your broom right into my room. I don't know what that means either. And, and then kick off your shoes. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of work. A lot of stuff. But for some, I like. I don't know. I like the. I like the the music. I like. Uh, again, I don't like this album that much. So it's a hard picking some stuff. And and you, you didn't think it was just summer '69 too in terms of how it kicked off. I love summer '69. Do you really? I never get sick of it. <sighs> I like I love it acoustically. I you love like it, it better than Cuts Like a Knife? As a, not the album, the, the single. I like Cuts Like a Knife. Like well, let me tell you something. I The two songs I had picked for the play out were Summer 69 and Cuts Like a Knife. So I will play will play out with Cuts Like a Knife since you're so adamantly against Summer 69. I do not like that he now says that it's about the uh, sexual position yeah, where 69. where did that come from? That is, and, and Jim Valance says, no, that, no. Now, is he just saying this to be, you know, funny or cantankerous or whatever you want to call it. Cause when he says, it, I'm like, that's not what the song's about. No 69. <laughs> no 69. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Adams is against 69. Yeah. All right. That's wonderful. Except in the, in the summer when that's all the he summer, did. When he was 10 years old. That's all he did. <laughs> uh, okay. What's your next track? Uh, where are we? Uh, oh no, no, we're done. We're done with waking done. up the neighbors. What do you like? Do you like, uh, is your mama going to miss you? That kicks it off. I'm not a big fan of that. Hey, honey, I'm packing you in. Uh, oh, you know, I, I love... Uh, that's all right, I guess. I love Vanishing. Oh, it's another one where the okay. where the verse is just really, really pretty and, and I think beautiful. I like House Arrest, but now if we played it, I'd probably hate it. <laughs> so, yeah, this one just... I just, like, when I came to this album, I'm like, oh, like, let's see, let's see, maybe I like it now. And I'm just going through the songs, I'm like, oh, dear Lord. No. Skip, it's, skip. It's, it's not happening. Okay. So, okay. so uh, it sells but many, four, but many people sells did. four exactly. million copies. Mutt said, you're welcome. It worked, yeah. So then uh, five years later, because now it's like he's taking, he takes a long time between albums. He does. Now. He does. This is 18 Till I Die. Again, Robert John Mutt Lang is involved. I really like this album. You do? I really do. You have another song in here before that. Did you want to play that or no? I, uh, oh, 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 oh. Let me, uh, what is it? What's it called? Please forgive me. Oh, no, because I just made fun of it. Oh, okay. So I just had it in there just to cover, because that was a big hit, and it was on the So Far So Good um, Greatest Hits package. Okay. But, yeah, I don't need to hear it. Yeah, a lot of these, when, then when they reissue them, I know you said they don't reissue them, but when they do, they do some of them. There's, they, they add the song. The Greatest Hits, they, like he always the, does a new song here and, and there. I like it when, when you hear songs that other people did that I didn't know Brian Adams had, had written. written. Yeah, and that's cool. Teacher, teacher and, uh, from uh, 38 Special yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. And then... Uh, and he wrote, a, uh, I think they wrote two songs Daltry, on, uh, on Daltry's... Yeah. Um, yeah. Let Me Down Easy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so. that's a great song. Uh, so what do you think about uh, 18 Till I Die? Now, this is when he's, he's all glammed up. He's all, yeah, he's got... Uh, he's the, like got the, eyeliner and he's got like... Uh, Versace suits and yes. he's he, no longer we jeans and t-shirt. It's completely different. Look at him there and then think of how he looked on, on um, waking up the neighborhood album cover. I mean, it's, it's very, very different. It's almost like he went Chris Gaines, but didn't change his name. Right. Name. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> very, very much so. Very much so. We don't, you know, we don't let our pop stars change. Yeah. But the way they sound or the way they look. So I listen to this album a lot. I really do like it. You and, do, yeah, I do, and the songs are the songs are a reasonable uh, uh, 
time frame for me. I thought me. you didn't like all the... Uh, oh, this is the internet. How, so how many songs do you think that this album has? This song has... Thir- this has 13 songs. Okay. And it closes out with Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman, which I hate, and I'm glad it's the last song because I, I just skip over that. All right. And I mean, and there's some, and there's some silliness on here too. Like, I want to be your underwear. Oh, what a dumb. That's so stupid. And when, but there's because there's no real tongue in cheek part of it. Right. I don't. And the first single was the only thing that looks good on me is you. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's not. I I wouldn't fight for it. But the two, the songs I picked. Def Leppard should be singing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. By the way, do you want to get rocked? (laughs) Every day and every (laughs) night. (laughs) So I'm going to let you start. Uh, okay, um, so my first one from 18 Till I Die, we're in 1996 now, would be a song called Star. Again, no Jim Valance anywhere on this album. You're not going to like anything. You, Kyle, you might want to take your headphones off for the rest of the show because it's, it's, it's a tough go, uh, kind of. What, what do you not like about it? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. I'm always uh, interested in what it just... It was just that song, we played, what, maybe a minute of it, and it felt like an hour. Right. It was just like so like... You know, the, uh, the thing is that uh, when we were talking about everything I do, for, I do for you, you can actually sing the lyrics to that over everything I do and vice, vice versa. Oh, really? It's, uh, but, it, but I love the verse. This is one where I love the verse. Everything else is meh. So. And, there's, I mean, and there's a lot of those type of songs on this there's album. A lot. There is a lot. Sometimes, too, it's like you know where it's going. Yeah. You don't like that. And, and the journey... Is like you're taking a, you're taking all the back roads to get that way. Yeah, you want to get there sooner. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. What? what no, yeah. it's just more like it's not that. It's more like it's so straightforward, and you're taking a roundabout way of doing it. That mm-hmm. I'm just like, come on. There's no surprise yeah. for you, yes. Brian Adams, at this point in yeah. his career. If you're gonna, if, if the lyrics, uh, you're gonna rock and roll all night. Then you know you're gonna party every day. It's mm-hmm. just right. like right. When, whenever I hear a song right. for the first time and I hear the lyric, and then I know what the next lyric is that's is that what you mean it's yeah but but that's more with like rhyming stuff this was just yeah. like i i get where we're oh, going I, speaking of that i loved uh uh i was listening to a pod the other day callback uh <laughs> i love when you were talking about um steve perry's new uh song and the and the lack of rhyming that drives me nuts when yeah. it's yeah. just sitting there it's yeah. low-hanging fruit and you yeah. don't do it and you and you you ha- they have to do it on purpose yeah it's oh. 
I was so I was running when I was listening to the podcast, and I had to stop and and applaud you, uh, by oh, the, because it you. was just because that's exactly what I was thinking have, on that have on you, that verse. Have you Steve heard Perry. the Steve Perry? Album? Yes, I have. And what do you think of it? Uh, there's two songs that I that I think are worthy of Steve Perry the coming back. The voice is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah, voice is sure. still good recorded. Sure. I don't know how it would be live. Sure. Um, I like a, I like a, I like six songs. I think, but uh, no. no. <laughs> No. Okay, there's a song. I'm not playing this song, but I want to read these lyrics. There's a song, and again, I like this album we're talking about. But I would spoken no, word Adams, love it. Okay, I would go. no way tell anyone. I would no way recommend this album to anyone. But I love this album because there, there's a song when this Brian album. Brian is definitely not that, listening to this. Podcast. Yeah, that's a, a, that's a quote, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a song called Black Pearl. Yes, and there th- is. Let me wait to hear these. It's about interracial love. Uh, All right. <laughs> she's black coffee, a little bit of cream, sweet brown sugar, my midnight dream, black pearl, my kind of girl. I mean, it's just like, it's like, what are you doing? Why is he writing this? It's not. <laughs> at, least, at least he went for the logical rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, was, uh, she was born the bright side of midnight when her mama was 17. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's border, like it's coming from a good place, I think, but it's kind of coming off racist a little bit. It's a little, little bit. bit racist. Yeah, it is very, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But so, you're not picking that one, I'm not right? picking that okay. one. I'm picking the title track, which I stand by, 18 Till I Die. I really like this. I like any song about staying young. Look at my beard. I look like Rick Grimes. Never say no. Try anything. Till the angels come and ask me to fly Gonna be 18 till I die 18 till I die If that were Steve Perry, he'd say, like, must have been drunk. He's like, oh, come on. <laughs> and Brian Adams has stayed youthful looking. He's, he's thin. He always yeah. looks like he's in shape. He always looks like he's having a good time. He looks, his voice, I mean, considering the, the, you know, what he does yeah, on yeah, a consistent yeah. basis, he always, he always sounds good. Sorry, you like that song. I do like that song. We, we've talked so much about how he writes for other people and, mm-hmm. and, and, uses, and is really good at that. Like I hear this song and I think of it as a country song that would be wonderful from somebody mm-hmm. in the country uh, genre. Well, I know country is not really country now, but the country right. pop type of thing, right? Exactly. Now. Yeah. Uh, and and a, a girl singing this would be wonderful. What's so, your next song? What's my uh, my next song? Um, what did I do? Oh yeah, uh, a song called "It Ain't a Party If You Can't Come Round." All right. This could be a country song too, maybe.
you can sing uh, can't stop this thing we yeah. started to mm -hmm. that song too so i mean there are some really wimpy songs on here you're still beautiful to me have you really loved a woman let's make a night to remember but I, I like all those for some reason there's, there's nothing wimpy about love or the love of Lo a woman love is so that's for girls <laughs> <laughs> um but i picked one of those i picked the song called i'll always be right there nope get ready kyle what i didn't nope you picked let's <laughs> uh make a night to remember <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, I had two of the wimpy songs. I didn't know which one I wanted to play. Okay, let's let's do that one then. Let's make a night to remember. Sorry. Thanks for keeping it real. Oh, that's there we go. I love the way you look tonight. With your hair hanging down on your shoulders. And I love the way you dance your slow, sweet tango. You want to do everything but talk And how you stare at me with those undressed me eyes What? Your breath on my body makes me warm inside Let's make out Let's do something amazing Let's do something that's I don't know why I like this, but I do. Let's get to the chorus. Let's make a night to remember. Kyle, from January till December. Yep. March. November. March. Steve Perry, March. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would just go November? Yeah. All right. You like that one, huh? Yeah, and it goes against everything I've said the whole way through because that's a six-minute, nineteen-second song. <laughs> that's like the song that they play in like a high school movie where, like, at the end they're at prom dancing. Okay, it's so on the nose. What's oh, on the nose? It's very on the nose. What? <laughs> <laughs> that verse. I hate when he does this on a bunch of songs where he sings and it's not really, you know, it's it's not syncopated or anything. So yeah. I, it drives me nuts. Where he's just kind of rap singing type, yeah. not really rapping, but. Oh, it's like free, like, like free, free singing, free singing, you know, and it's really low. Yeah, I'm gonna go off beat on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of talking, and you're Brian Adams. Now, before we move to the next album, okay. I have to, I have to do a, a, a sideways thing here. On, um, on his MTV Unplugged, mm -hmm. he had a song on that in that set list that has never been. There's no studio version that I know of. And it's a fantastic song. Like, I will fight for this song. Okay. Without a doubt, I love this song. I, he might have opened the show with it. This No, he opened the show with uh, Summer 69, your favorite. Uh, this is called Back to You. I've been down. I've been beat. I've been so tired. I could not speak. I've been so lost. And I could not see. I wanted things. But I don't. What about that one? You I like love, that one? I love that song. It's so but great. It, but it's another one of these songs that 
if somebody else sang, remember when uh, Bruce Springsteen came out with the, uh, what was the song about the, the girls in the summer cars or the girls the in the girls in the summer clothes? <laughs> exactly, that one. I, when I heard, first heard it, I I didn't know it was Bruce Springsteen, I, mm-hmm. and I and I loved it just because it was a, it was a great song. Yeah, there's a bunch of Brian Adams songs that if someone like Bruce was singing it, yeah, it, we would have a completely different perspective on it. I think, for example, this song right here that it's Brian Adams, it's a good song, but if somebody else did it, and plenty of people have done it, so everything I do, <laughs> I do it for you. Kids want rock. Kids want to rock. <laughs> Can you count the beats at the beginning of that song? <laughs> yeah, I love that song. So, all right. So now he we're going to... Well, he looks cool on the cover of that Unplugged album. Yeah, it does, because he's, he's still got that glam hair, but he's got just a black T-shirt yeah. on. And that's his voice live. How great did he sound? Well, you, you've seen him live, Kyle. Yeah, he sounded he sounds great. great. Sounded, uh, especially when he comes out yelling about no pictures. You can keep that voice. <laughs> So now this is the now we're moving into the period of albums that the majority of the people have no clue about. You right. people in the U.S. they don't know any of this stuff. It's not. We could play anything. It's not having a uh, an MTV launch party no. or anything. Nope. We're gonna go with the album called. Uh, this is just two. This comes just two years after Eighteen Till I Die. This is on a day like today. Is the album? Do you like that album cover, Kyle? Um, I don't mind the cover, but it's kind of like. Describe, like your, it, describe it for the people who can't see it. So it is, it's Brian Adams holding his guitar in a case, walking towards the right, mm-hmm. and behind him is an elephant. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like, uh, like, you know, you've pontificated about hating the cover of Cheap Tricks, the latest doesn't go with the title. Yeah. yeah. That, that's this. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's on a day like today. I think it's on a day like today, anything can happen. That's how I see this cover. I could be walking down a street with an elephant. With an elephant behind me. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's how I see it. I'll buy that. They had to plan it out, though. So yeah. They had to say, yeah, true. we need an elephant. <laughs> and an elephant wrangler and all he that He just goes, he woke up, woke up and goes, I want an elephant behind me. <laughs> I'm Brian Adams, goddammit. He's still not writing with Jim Valance on this album. Uh, he's not working with um, Mutt Lang. He's got uh, Bob Rock is co-producing. And the elephant has a credit, which is strange. The elephant's writing some tunes. And um, did you get this album when it came out, or is this one no, you found later? No, no, no. Or did you just listen for this shit episode to prepare? A- absolutely, I listened for this episode. <laughs> you had never heard this album before. Oh no, I'd heard. I, I'd heard on a day like today. So when, when it, and 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 uh, the next song too that I uh, that I picked too. But uh, I I picked on a day like today. Okay. the uh, title song. Let's hear it. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on a day like today. The whole world could change. The sun's gonna shine, shine through the rain on a day like today. You never wanna see the sun go down. You never wanna see the sun go You get the idea yeah it's, and this is uh he doesn't he doesn't like he, like on the other like on the early albums they were like it was all rock and maybe one slow song now it's like almost the reverse of that 
it's like all mellow stuff and maybe a couple will rock and it's you know and, and there's a lot of stuff here where it's the mixture of the acoustic guitar yeah. and then it comes in with the band and goes back and forth and that's that's the dynamic as opposed to the past where it was you know the electric guitar breakdowns and the the, the starts of yeah. lonely nights and that kind of stuff so there's no more of that i hate when this happens too when we're doing the show and and I, i'm looking at my list and i'm thinking to myself why did i pick that song you're and, not happy with your pick this next, I don't know if I'm happy with this one. I, I, there must have been a reason why I picked it, but let's hear. This is cloud number nine. Let me see if I change my mind. But maybe wrong, but baby, sure feels right. fine with that pick it, it sounds it sounds kind of like alexi said earlier like that sounds like a bruce springsteen song and you think so it would be yeah one that he when the say. sun goes yeah. up and the clouds number nine and then there's eight <laughs> of us rocking and i don't know the lyrics so um he wrote co-wrote that with max martin who wrote with like everyone Brittany, right and, uh, <coughs> maybe pink pink Ooh. maybe i don't know and I just know the name. It would be a good Pink song, too, now that I'm thinking about it. But once again, he's working with great writers yeah, and yeah. people that are, that are, that are yeah, like, really good. He, he, doesn't need, he doesn't need any money at this point. Oh, no, no, no. You know what I mean? So he's no. like, I just want to do what I want to do. It was never about the money. How dare you? <laughs> it's about his art. I know exactly. that. Uh, the kids I, want to rock, all right? And he's going to give it to them. I think... I, Even if it costs them. <laughs> What's your next song? Uh, my next song is... Um, when you're gone which i think is once again we talk about how he how he writes it's a duet and it's a duet with a number of different people in different in different forms and this one it's uh with uh mel c from the spice girls well, he does a version of this with pam anderson with pam anderson yes so there, there's different versions of this out i i prefer the mel c one <laughs> yeah well certainly there's, there's not a whole lot of difference to be quite honest when you listen to him but uh but so be it and it's i, I think it's just a great duet type of song and live he often brings people up to uh to sing it with him yeah Now, he can bring anyone out of the audience to sing this with him because you only have to be as good as Pam Anderson or Mel C from the Spice Girls. There's a line there that says, even food don't taste that good. It doesn't taste that good. <laughs> I mean, it don't taste that even good. Excuse food me. don't taste that good when you're doing what you should. <laughs> it's like a Sesame Street song. She's gone, you know? Now, these later Brian Adams albums, like this one, mm -hmm. I like these as a full listening experience. Like, I can listen to this top to bottom but when i go to cherry pick songs they but, don't work that well for but me but is, in the context of the whole album but this is still all right still 98 so it's still 20 years ago but you're you're listening to them now in a 2018 version yeah, of yeah, it. yeah so i mean i didn't get this necessarily listen to it like that there so right is it fair to talk about any album nowadays coming out and saying well you have to listen to the whole thing i think the album listening experience is the way to go alexi no 
It's not. It's it's, <laughs> it's not. obsolete. Uh. And if you do it and people say, I don't have the time yeah. or I don't want to do that or it's not, that's not how I enjoy my music, <laughs> you can't change the way the world is right I don't now. know if these are like Spotify songs is what I'm saying. I think you need to listen to this top to bottom. Now. But then it's then it's not a good album if you well, can't it's, pick and them it, up. And it's not. <laughs> uh, now this is the exact opposite of uh, 18 Till I Die. This is I Don't Want to Live Forever. <laughs> Please put me out of my answer. <laughs> Brian can't make up his mind. Can he? Cannot make up his mind. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the greatest things in preparing for this episode is when you sent me use either a text or an email, and you said we're going to pick songs from Spirit Stallion of the. <laughs> is it Chimeron? Is that? I don't know. I don't know. That's the uh, Cimarron. Cimarron. That's I'm not the, even sure Brian Adams knows. That's the animated. Uh, he wanted he wanted a piece of that Disney now, Phil Collins money. That, now, when when you said earlier, he's not doing it for the money. Now he is. Now he's back on, back on the money horse, so to speak. But before we go to that album, we have to play again. This is he had a, he had a he had a greatest hits another greatest hits package right. called the best of me, and he 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 had a song called the best of me. And again, this is one of those songs I would fight for. Like uh, back to you, I think this is a great song. Okay. I love that song. I think that's a good song. You love the song or you love him singing that song? Is he singing it straight to me? No. But Did he dedicate it? I think it's a great song. I love that but song. I don't think Brian Adams should sing it. It's, it's, a, like, it's a great song. I get what you're saying. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it would, that would be it's like, got like a, there's Beatlesque type of things. And, and, and I feel I, like that would have been a ever, big hit for someone else. Yes. But everyone's done with Brian Adams at this point. Don't, then don't say it's Brian Adams. It's still a good song. It's Chris don't, Gaines. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Okay, so this uh, this spirit stallion of the Cimarron. Uh, this I, this first off, this the paragraph at the top is two managers ma- and agents making a What's deal. It? Read it to us. Oh God, it's spirit stallion of the Cimarron. Music from the original motion picture, songs by Brian Adams, music by Hans Zimmer, <laughs> and then there's a picture of Brian Adams. It doesn't even look like an animated kids movie soundtrack. It looks like The Elder, like it's a made up. <laughs> like soundtrack to something that doesn't exist. And I really, I only like one, I, I only like one song off here and I really love the song. And at one of the- You love it? I do love this one song. I can't wait for this. 
you won't like it, but okay. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm going to preface it by the, with this. Um, at when, when, uh, when one of my daughters was like in fifth grade or something, the, this is one of the songs that like all the fifth graders sang at like one of the assemblies. Oh, okay. So, you know, that makes right. your heart right. sink. Wow. But, um, that's, not, that's, that's not fighting fair. Okay. I'm going to, I'll just go first and then I'll let you play yours two okay. in a row because I'm only playing one. Okay. Uh, the song is called Here I Am. And it's an end title. It's always great to start off an album with an end title. So you got to, uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's the first track in the album is Here I Am, end title. Just take the end title off. Yeah, yeah, why would you say that? That's not how Hans Zimmer rolls. Here we go. Here I am, this is me. There's nowhere else on earth I'd rather be. Me and the horse. He's got to fuck that horse. <laughs> look at that horse better look out. Hey, drum machines. Now, look, when a bunch of off-key fifth graders sing that, your heart melts. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a, I do like that song. That was a hit. Well, kind of. Really? Modern I remember hit? hearing it like a lot. Maybe really? my, maybe my dad just liked it and played it a bunch. Maybe you maybe you just heard it coming from the kitchen last week. Oh no, because it was on. Um, it was on. Uh, it was on a commercial for something too. Oh, I got afterwards. some of that commercial money. It's not about some money. of that Bob Seger. It's not like about it. money. He <laughs> believes in the product. Whatever it was, he believes in it. <laughs> You think, uh, how, how about that Bob Seger, like a rock, getting hooked up with a Chevy? You know, it's Ameri- he probably, and America. Bet, but I mean, the thing is, I bet Seger probably owned he, a Chevy truck. So he, he thought he was doing something right for America. Yeah. You know? And you're not going to poo-poo all over that, are you? No, I love Bob Seger. Okay. Love Bob and America, Seger. right? Oh, sure. Okay, good. Just Without sorry. the A, though, just America. <laughs> all right, let's all right, hear so what you, did you pick from this. Okay, so I think I've already compared Brian Adams, um, and, and most people have turned off by now, but uh, the, uh, to <laughs> the Beatles and uh, Bruce Springsteen and stuff like that. So now I'm going to compare him to uh, Dire Straits here. So the, the, I'm only going to do one. I, I, I picked two, but I'm only going to do one. I was amazed you picked two. I'm like, oh, he really loves this you album. Told me, you told me to pick two, and so I, I, I follow my orders here. Um, so off of the spirit stallion of the Cimarron in 2002, I picked Sound the Bugle. Sound the Bugle, I'm going to fuck that horse. (laughs) Don't come in the barn. As the seasons change, remember how I used to be. Don't laugh. Now I can't go on. If Mark Knopfler's singing Brothers in Arms, you wouldn't laugh, would you? I would turn it off. Oh, he hates Star Straight. (laughs) No, I don't. I'm a soldier, wounded so I must give up the fight. Wants to give up the fight. Wendy. All right. the you, you, you can turn you can turn it down, but that's the only one that stood out to me simply uh, for the comparison to uh, Dire Straits. Yeah. yeah, wrap your legs around my horsey. <laughs> All right, here we go. Two thousand four. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. Moving on to and an album Simaron. called Yes, thank God. 
uh, it's funny. Now he's putting out albums, 96, 98, 2000, 2000. Now he's like, hey, maybe I'll get back into this music thing. And guys, no one wants it, Brian. No one wants this music. This album's called Room Service. I, I, what do you think of this album cover? I like it. I'm sorry. It doesn't make sense with the title. It says room service on his guitar. You wanted the room service tray, right? Behind, uh, out front Is that of what the you door. wanted? That's, that's what you well, wanted. I like Did you that. want him like popping out of the yeah, hotel room with like, a towel around do him? Do not and, disturb. So no, I would rather than just call the album something different and keep that. At this point, he's he he has he no. Committed. He at this point, he's broken. He has no money. He's that's eating right. off room service trays <laughs> in the lobby of uh, hotels. That's randomly. what Brian. Like if this was just a self-titled album, and you take that room service off the guitar, they just call this Brian Adams. It's a good photo of him, though. Mm -hmm. He's back to he just probably took it. T-shirts. He might have. He's back to T-shirts and jeans and the hair short again. No eyeliner. Again, this is another. I, I do like the. I do like this album. I remember liking it a lot when it came out. So, what was the? Let's see what the critical response is on some of these. Entertainment Weekly C minus. Mm. Rolling Stone two and a half. Uncut two out of ten. Two out of ten. Two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Uncut is brutal. BBC mixed reviews is what it says from the BBC. Two, who gave two out of ten? Uncut magazine. Yeah, they're notorious. Hating Brian Adams. What do you uh, what do you got from uh, okay, so the Groover for, from Vancouver. Ooh. We need to say that. <laughs> uh, my first one would be She's a Little Too Good for Me from Room Service in 2004. She's a get the idea so it reminded me of uh remember that the album came out in 1999 from tal bachman remember him yeah the, the son of you do one of the guys from anyway that single called uh she's so high and it reminded mm -hmm. me of that oh yeah uh, yeah yeah that it does exactly. it does yes so, you're exactly right um and i like it it's just a nice nice little pop song it's not going to change anybody's world or life but it's also not going to hurt anybody i like that song i went with the opening track which um uh which, oh no, he does, yeah. Brian Adams co writes all these songs. Okay. Uh, this is called East Side Story. There was this girl I used to see down on 42nd Street. She walked by on her way to work and made the air smell so sweet. I used to sit in a coffee shop. Sometimes I'd have a cup. When she go by, she'd light up the sky like the sun coming up. She'd be standing by the bus stop. Love it. Uh, Love me it. too. I, I really do. I really do like this album. I think of, of these re later albums, this might be the one I like the best. Really? As, as a whole. What about you? I don't like the album. I just love that song. I think it's, uh, no, I think it's, I, I, I think it's one of the best songs that he's done. I, yeah, I, I love, love that song. I, I love it too. It reminds me of, uh, remember, remember the, uh, the Tommy Lee uh, single, Good Times? 
uh, that he came out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's got that whole. But that was, yeah. you know, that I was, didn't mind that Tommy Lee album. It was, it was good. Tommy it was Land. Fun. Tommy Land, the ride, the is ride. what it was called. The ride. There you go. You know what so, the ride is. And he did it is. with uh, Butch Walker and anything. But it just, it's a, it's a wonderful song. I couldn't stop yeah. singing this song. It was just great. Uh, and we both, you, you had that song too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'll go to my other one from this album is Open Road. I'm sitting at the wheel. I got a green light. I'm not afraid of nothing because heart and soul I'm built for life. So let the engines roll. Push the pedal down. I want the white lines on my Brian Adams. All those songs sound like they were written in 20 minutes, but I love all of them. Oh, you do? Yeah, I liked all of those. Good. I hope I'm going to surprise you with this next one. I'm okay. going to. This was an iTunes only single Ooh. from 2005, and it's called Friday Night in London. Have you ever heard this? No. Here we go. Let's hear it. I love it. Now that's a first listen for you three. What do you think? Thoughts? Let's go yeah. around the horn. Yeah. It's just okay to you. It's no East Side Story, but it's okay. Yeah. All right, Kyle. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. None of you like the UK. I guess that's what's up. You don't like London. What did you think of that one? You haven't liked one song. That's not Suzanne. true. That's not true at all. I've liked she likes almost wasted. all of them. <laughs> you you do like you? Wait a minute. You do you have liked almost all of these? Yeah. I can't tell. Your face isn't letting us know. Those earlier albums, I. There's a lot of songs that I just had forgotten about. Okay. And then just hearing them again, I I love them. Oh, so. Sound the bugle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she only likes that one because she knows what's coming after that. Yeah. The horse is going to... I almost watched the movie just in preparation. <laughs> no, Honest to no. God, I thought about it for a little bit. Oh, my God. I think it is on Netflix. Well, sure it is. Well, they have a TV series now on Netflix oh, of it. Really? DreamWorks. You think his music's in it? No. <laughs> I think they rewrote the whole story. I think they made it good. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to Brian Adams. Uh, it's his 11th album, and the album is called Eleven. Do you, yeah. like, do you like that album cover? That's fine, yeah. Yeah, I like that album cover. It's, it's very reminiscent of uh, Waking Up the Neighbors. He's in a silhouette. Room service track? Not, not really in a silhouette. He's, it's, you know what I mean. <laughs> not really, he's in shadows he's a in little a bit. He's in shadow silhouette. Uh, yeah, he's in like a nice suit. Yeah. Got a cool guitar. Yeah. yeah. Just says Brian Adams 11 across the front. Mm -hmm. All right. Have you ever heard this album before, Alexi? Nope. Before 
But, I mean, I have now in I, preparation. I once introduced again. you to some new music. You did so, and and once again, I'm listening to Brian Adams in a 2018 uh, world. So it might be different than had this had I listened to it back in what was it 2010 years eight? ago? Eight. Yeah. Oh, the world was a different, very <laughs> different place. Uh, okay, so my first one from this would be: I thought I'd seen everything. Co-written with uh, Robert John Lang. Yeah, he produced yeah. that song. I like the verse, once again, much more than the chorus. Reminds me of um, In These Arms by uh, Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just kind of starts off slow and then he gets louder and higher. I'm going to play a song that was actually on the deluxe edition. Ooh. It's a bonus track. Interesting. And Kyle, we're going to go with Miss America. We're going to play that one first. Here we go. I like it. Okay. I like it. it reminded me of, uh, the verse reminded me of Swinging from uh, Tom Petty. I mean, oh, I don't yeah, know why. yeah, yeah. I don't know why. That's a good song, Swinging. Oh, yeah. Um, it's better than this song. It's Tom Petty. Well, okay, but. I mean, is is the worst Tom Petty song better than the best Brian Adams song? No. <laughs> is the best Tom Petty song better than the best Brian Adams song? No. All right. What if I just started to name all different songs? <laughs> Is American Girl better than? <laughs> What's the best Tom Petty song? What's your favorite Tom Petty song? I love Breakdown. Breakdown is great. There's there's a guitar type of solo that actually I, I can appreciate. Yeah. And, and like you know, we were talking about how I, I don't yeah. gravitate to guitar solos. But. What's your favorite Tom Petty song, Kyle? Hmm. I have to look. And don't do me like that. I love that because it's a much more yeah. pop song yeah. as opposed to just a... Re Rebels is my favorite, I think. What? <laughs> What's wrong with that? That's a great song. Yeah. Pick me up in the morning and paid all my tickets. I like even the losers. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. You know what? I, no, I'm wrong. That's not my favorite Tom Petty. My favorite Tom Petty song is Here Comes My Girl. That's, that's my favorite good. Tom Petty song. What's your favorite Tom Petty song, Suzanne? The Waiting. Sorry, we ran out of time. Oh, the, wait <laughs> <laughs> the Waiting is great, too. Here comes my girl. That's good. It's the hardest part. That's a good. Yep. 
that one's good. I, I, that, I can see that one. I'm okay with Tom Petty kind of freestyling, yeah. rapping, talking, you know, all out of sync. I love that. I just but, love, you know, sometimes I don't know why, but this whole town just feels so hopeless. Oh, it's good. I just love it. I love it. Do you feel that this town is hopeless? The one, LA? The one that we're in, we're in LA recording this. Mm, I mean, no, because I met my wife here. I, my kids were born here. The kids are good. Everything's everything's good. I'm I'm always in a good mood usually. So no, I don't feel it gets like a it's bad hopeless. rap at times. I think so. It can be hopeless. I'm like yeah, like any town. Any right? town can be. I mean, you can drive around to areas and feel just you know, sure. it can feel hopeless. A lot there's a lot of homeless but, people. It's um, like I oh please don't cry, Pat. I gave uh, I gave money to. I'm not saying that I give. I'm not making myself sound like I'm amazing because I gave a homeless person money the other day, but the sign that the kid had, his dad was in, you know, they could be a scam, but the sure. sign just said his dad was in a wheelchair and the kid looked filthy. And the sign said, my dad and I are struggling. That's, that's tough. That is tough. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to qualify saying something like that or apologize. I, mean, I, know. We, I know we live in the day, the I know, day but and I, age I where just, you have you know, to, you feel you yeah. have to do it, but yeah. I've said to my daughters many times, like, because they, they notice and they see things. And, and I, I've said this on the show before, too. But, you know, one day they saw me give money to someone and they're like, why did you give money to that person? And I said, because we just came out of Starbucks and we're each drinking a $5 drink that none of us need. And that person doesn't have anything. Or at least they're putting out to me that they don't have anything. And that's tough. All right. So let's hear... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's hear something. I didn't tune in to be guilt tripped. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, when I uh, when I when I'm listening to you guys uh, on the pod, uh, I don't know if there's other people out there that are doing this. They might be doing it right now, okay. and they will understand this. You know, you can speed up uh, pods, mm-hmm. and so I do it just out of efficiency. Sometimes yeah, I listen yeah. to you guys fast. And you, you sound awesome at, at one and a half times. Oh, nice. Speed. Yeah, <laughs> check and it out. He, you know what else? He also sounds good muted. <laughs> so try that. Uh, let's just move on off of eleven. I want to. I want to play. Okay, I want to play a happy song. Cool. I think you have this one too. Yep. Uh, do you have? You've been a friend to me. I do. I do. This is a fun song. Let's it's hear this. We both have this one. This is a sitcom theme. <laughs> this is a song that Donkey and Shrek sing to each other. <laughs> Lead clap. That was actually from a Robin Williams movie. Old really? Dogs. I think it was. What's it was from Road Dogs? Old Dogs. Old, Old dogs. dogs. Who's in that? Tell me. <laughs> oh, it's is it is that Tim Allen? Nope. Travolta? Yep, Travolta. Who else? And Robin Williams. Just the two of them? Yeah, it's uh, Walt Disney's Old Dogs and the the uh <laughs> the tagline is Sit, stay, play dad. Oh, play <laughs> dad. <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> Yes. So this, this is the covers album, right? Is this, uh, uh, that was one that was on, it was released as a single, but then he threw it on the covers album right. because this covers album is abysmal in my opinion. I mean, it's abysmal. <laughs> but he wrote that one. He wrote that so, one and he wrote another one on the covers album called She Knows Me. She Knows Me. Let's okay. hear that one and then we'll, then we'll listen to some subpar covers. Uh, <laughs> but I like this song. When 
winds will come and winds will go, and the seasons always change. But the light that shimmers in her eyes stays the same. Yeah, the sun will shine and the moon will glow, and the world will always turn. There's a constant fire inside of her that always burns. I like that one. I don't like it as much as you've been a friend of me. So. No, no, no. Cause okay. that, cause when I re- hear you've been a friend of me, I think of that old dogs movie. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> oh, so I, have, good. I have it on it's, 4k. It's the same guy, the same direct Walt Becker directed that and wild hogs, which you were also, which is the one you were. Oh, thinking who's of. in wild hogs. <laughs> Tell me this cast. Tim Allen. Yuck. Travolta. No. Oh, Travolta's in two <laughs> yeah. dogs and hogs. Lots of hogs. Okay. Uh, Martin Lawrence. Okay. William H. Macy. Oh, that, 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 those actors don't even uh, seem like they should be in the same I'm, room together. I'm not joking because I worked at the movie theater when this came out. We had this movie for six months. I'm not kidding because people just kept coming to see it at did our you, theater. Did you eventually see it? No. You want to watch it tonight? <laughs> kind of. It's got <laughs> to be on Netflix. I probably have seen the whole movie just in bits and pieces. I've seen it. How is it? It's a road trip trip type of thing, coming of, well, coming of age, growing, whatever. Yeah. Look it up on Rotten Tomatoes and tell me what the Ray Liotta's is. in it too. Ray Liotta, he's also on Chantix. He's trying to quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I was beating my wife, and she said, "I got to get on Chantix." <laughs> this has a fourteen percent. Fourteen percent. Alexi Lawless says it's okay. <laughs> It's all right. Do you watch it with your kids? No, no, no. You watched it alone? No, it's, it's an airplane movie. I, I, was, I saw it on a plane. Most of my By movies way, I see on an airplane. The other day when you were you posted a picture from the plane, mm-hmm. and it looked like your knees were right into the seat it in was, front of you. Yeah. You're not flying first class? I am most of the time. That day you were not. That day I, was, I wasn't. Yeah. Do you get recognized you on want, planes? Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm very, here I'm going to do what I told you not sure. to do is apologize or qualify anything. Okay. I, I, I am very, very fortunate to do what I do and to travel in the way that I do. So, No, 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 it's, uh, no, be any, enter, anyone in the entertainment industry, you have to be, uh, it's a lot of travel. What, hey, Rich, Richard Roper said it's bland and forgettable. It'd probably do okay when it plays on a plane. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. There you go. That's why I see Almost all of my movies are on the plane. What were your choices that day on the plane? That movie or no movie? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This um, Garth Franklin just says no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have had some of those. I've seen, I've, I've seen some of your... What? No. Uh, no. Yeah. All right. Rock solid. No. 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 Do you like anything on Tracks of My Tears? This... Covers albums are tough because um, I mean I, I had to pick two and like I like you I picked you've been a friend to me because I think it's a good song and it's and, not and, a cover it's the it's one not that's a, not a exactly, cover it's not a cover and I just uh, I, earlier I, I talked about the Beatles so uh, or you know um, you know comparing them to, yeah. to classics or, or in there and um, so what did I pick I picked uh, oh I picked rock and roll music uh, from Chuck Berry Chuck Berry just let me hear some of that rock and roll music. It's just so, it's like so 
excuse me, so subpar, like all the, and I, I picked the, I picked the, uh, I picked the tracks of my tears. People say I'm the life of the party cause I tell a joke or two. It's like karaoke. Yeah. Okay, turn it off, turn it off. Can't do it. And, you know, he, he did all, also the God Only Knows thing, which seems to be the thing to do on a covers yeah. album for yep. a lot of people. And don't don't mess right. with that. Well, we're, we're, we're wrapping it up here with, yep. with 2015's Get Up, which was produced by Jeff Lynne. And this, was one of the, this album was one of the biggest disappointments for me of the year 2015. Of the whole year, this was the biggest disappointment. You mean, I so lo- you were looking forward to this? As soon as, you, as, anticipation. I, as soon as I saw that Jeff Lynne was producing a Brian Adams album, right. I love Jeff Lynne. I, I mean, I love Brian Adams. I love Jeff Lynne. I thought, oh, holy crap, this is going to be amazing. And then I started to read more about it. Like Brian would send Jeff the tapes. Like they were never in a room together. Right. And then- Seems like a problem. The, yeah, and then this thing- I was so excited, and um, I even went. They did a they did one of those things at the Grammy Museum where uh, Brian Adams they interview him, and then he said, and then they said, and he's gonna, then he's going to play, and um, he had his whole band there. They sang four songs, the whole band set up. He sang two songs off this. Also in that interview, he said people are going to love this album. It rocks a, as much as Reckless does. Like, don't, don't, don't say that. Don't do that. Don't say that about any. No, 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 don't do that. Um, but you, you like Jeff Lynn as a producer because if I do like Jeff, I'm looking Lynn, at this, he he only wrote on one of these. So maybe you like him, producer slash writer. Had he been involved in the actual writing process, maybe would have, maybe would have turned out different. May, maybe, but I mean, I like his. I like yeah when he produces like Tom Petty and I know that he makes the artist sound like a Jeff Lynn solo album too. I do know that. Like some songs, but there's only so much he can do if the song is the song. If he's not participating in actual writing the song, but some songs in this album sound like a traveling Wilbury song. But um, but then there's a song on here that's one of my favorite Brian Adams songs. Get out of here! Yeah, bury the lead. Beautiful. I know. All right, go. So uh, let's hear uh, "Brand New Day." I love this song. Like that sounds like the Wilburys. That's, that's great, but no, it's, it's a great song. It that the get up line and the, that's yeah. then, then I'm in. I'm, I have no problem with that. Remind me of uh, um, who's Bruce Springsteen's wife, uh, Patty Scalpa. Uh, yeah, that Patty. Rumble Doll album yeah. that she that she had. I would have liked that. There yeah, you go. that's my wife, my wife Patty. Like I tell her, I go get out of the house, do your own thing. You don't need to be on stage with me anymore. Get your look. I don't come in the kitchen. So don't come in the studio when I'm in there. Wow. You, you, so your, 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 your version of Bruce is... is misogynist? S- yeah. <laughs> Sexist misogynist. Absolutely. Okay, I tell I go, look, you need to form your own band. You call it the B Street Band. And you, everyone knows what the B stands for. She's not nice. 
She's a battle axe. Got all my money. I didn't want kids. We got three. How do you think that happened? She made me do it. I, I hate, I, but, I don't like this album cover. I thought you were going to say, I hate you. No. You don't like that album cover? No, because the, the, the arrow should mm-hmm. be next to the up. It's, it's weird down there. How many album covers have you designed? I never asked you that before. Well, <laughs> judging by this, I could get a job easily. <laughs> and the arrow's a different color than the other font. It's just slightly <laughs> off. Take your dropper tool and copy Ooh, the same listen color. to this guy now with the dropper. You know there were discussions as to where to put the arrow. Oh. And the A, the a, the a gets lost in his hand over there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Since I got I married, I have no say in any of my album covers. <laughs> she does it all. And you know who I'm talking about. I, I think I might have asked you this before. I know you guys talk yeah. a lot about album covers. Mm-hmm. But once again, 2018, does it, does it really matter to you? Yes. Why? Because that's, that's still like a, the thumbnail that you see. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, I guess, I guess it doesn't matter as much like the back or like a gatefold type thing, but like the first, that JPEG, you need that JPEG yeah, to be it's something. Like, it's like having a thumbnail on a video. Yeah, but when has that ever drawn you in to listen to an album in the way that it did for previous generations where you pull it, pull the vinyl out and um, then it's like, oh my God, I gotta I'm, have this. I will say if I'm scrolling through a new band, mm-hmm. I'll usually look at all their album covers and I'll try I'll play a track from the coolest looking one. Really? Yeah. I think you're in the minority. Probably massive even. minority. I love it. I, I, I love <laughs> that that you care about that, but really you should probably just put a put a pink just <laughs> you know the, the jump or neon green. Mm-hmm. But now you you design you have album cover. Mm-hmm. You I like your album cover. It's a fun album cover for the new album. Thank you. I I yeah I take but I do it taking the time with the recognition that it's coming out in 2018. And while I would love to have a bunch of Kyles running around, I know that that's not the case. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe that would be Soon good. you will. Your kids will be old enough to have an opinion. They will, <laughs> if I let them. <laughs> Believe me, they have them already. They want nothing to do with me uh, when it comes to music or, or pretty much anything. The album is called Get Up. What do you have for us? You had, uh, you had Brand New Day. I also. did have Brand New you, Day because I think it was a, it was a, it's a good song. And then uh, my second one was uh, You Belong to Me. last song on this album yes now here's what i want to tell you about this album it's got nine songs it clocks in at 26 minutes the two songs that we played alexi and i picked the same two songs the first song and the last song this is a shit sandwich (laughs) because (laughs) what's in between those songs is not memorable it's not good yeah you didn't even pick the song that jeff lynn co-wrote no nope (sighs) All right, so now before we close it out, I do, I do have two more songs because 
Brian Adams, being Brian Adams, he released yet another greatest hits package called The Ultimate Brian Adams. Oh, look at that douchebag on that cover. That's a pretty bad cover. How many? How many greatest hits is it? Jeez, a lot. He has an anthology. He's got uh, So Far So Good. Just, I know, chill it out. But uh, so the two new songs, and I, these, I just bought these on iTunes, and they're not great. First one's called Ultimate Love. Sounds like an outtake from Get Up. Yeah. We can make it happen. We can make it better. There's just one more we got to live together. I say yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's liable to start World, World War Three <laughs> Because of that song? Yeah. And then the He's other. so apathetic about it, too. The other song is yeah. called. The other song is called Please Stay. And I guess that was written because his wife said, you, I'm leaving unless you stop recording these, this music. <laughs> Moment. <laughs> I think you felt it too. He's, he's doing it again. Kyle's eyeballs rolled out of his head. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> if I gave you too little too late. I threw these tracks together. How was I to know? I was under obligation from the record label. I don't wanna give you up. No, I don't wanna let you go. So please stay. And that's like at the last, that's the second to last song. We've already stayed. <laughs> Outstayed. So that's, that's the most recent output from Brian Adams. Are those two thong, says there's thongs, there's two songs, TV, 2017. It says there's a TBA new album, potentially. It says 2018, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to Well, unless he drops it right before the holidays when everyone loves to buy their music for Christmas, right? Is he doing a Christmas album? I don't know. Maybe. Oh. That's got to be the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, we haven't had that yet. Oh, no. he, he did a couple Christmas songs. Well, I There's do like, like uh, yeah, I do like his song "Christmas Time." Yeah. That's a that's one of my favorite it's Christmas a really songs. Good one. It's yeah. a really good one. Yeah, Shatner's doing a Christmas album. No. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did I say? What it should be called? <laughs> what did I say? What did uh, it was like a what? Who I gives I... a shat? I think. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's go around the horn. Alexi, where can we find all things about Alexi? Do you have a website? Uh, I don't have a website. I have Facebook. I have okay. um, Twitter, mostly Twitter, on Twitter. Twitter, mostly on Twitter. Um, and you do like uh, some Q&A stuff. Live. I do all sorts of stuff. I have a podcast uh, yeah. called State of the Union um, about soccer mm-hmm. each and every week. Actually, tomorrow morning I will be recording that. Uh, I continue to work for Fox. Uh, continue to put out music. Continue to have a good time and uh, try to figure it all out. And uh, raise your kids, live your life. Exactly. Um, Thank you so and, much for, for having me. I, I always you, enjoy this so much. You and, are one of our favorites, and, uh, and it's I, been way too long since you were here. Um, you, you, so you, we'll have you you're back doing soon. You're doing, you're doing it, uh, and there's pl- plenty of people that are, would, would echo this out there on their runs right now or in their cars well, or on their walks you. or something like that. What you guys do on a continual basis, by the way, the amount of content that you're able to crank out is wonderful we, and it is appreciated by everybody because well, it's, it's, it's so much fun. And it... It, it spans so many different people and so many walks of life. And it's great because it, you know, it's, it's, it's brought me to meet you uh, yes. and, and to be involved. And so thank you so much for everything well, that you thank do. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate that. And we, you know, we just, I tell people, we just have fun here. That's what we like yep. to do. And we hope that it comes through the mics and into your ears and that you're having fun too. So uh, Suzanne, where's your Twitter? Uh, at S. Dillingham. 
at S. Dillingham. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. We are at Rock Solid Show. Kyle, you are at Kyle Dotson Funny. Mm -hmm. Rocksolidpodcast.com. That's where you're going to find out about the Patreon page and the t-shirts and all the good stuff. So uh, thank you, Alexi. Thank you. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you, Kyle. And we're going to play out with the song that we agreed upon earlier, Cuts Like a Knife. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.